0: Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 74. We have Nick Jonard. Oh, shit, I already fucked it up. Well, I already spoiled the guest. We have Nick Jonard on. He's, you may know him as uh, uh, the Little Red XJ. Do you want to just redo no. that one? Oh, it started yeah. over. Oh, it's all
1: bad. It's all bad.
0: The <laughs> <laughs> little
2: red XJ. <laughs> oh,
3: you have the smoothest voice for it, but somehow you forget to introduce yourself. Oh, your man. <laughs> you <laughs> didn't even get his Instagram <laughs> handle right. The
1: <laughs> little red XJ. <laughs> I think I thought <laughs>
4: I'm have a pretty smooth Instagram handle, too. But, you know. It's
3: like the kids' do book. Boy, the <laughs> all right, all right. Fuck it, Graham. I'm going to do this one. No, 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 no. Sir, yours Give are me always shot. so
1: big.
0: Yours are always very, um, very straight cut. Yes. Uh, yes. And, and awkwardly spaced. Yeah, well, if your, that's your me. words I'm are spaced awesome. I know. That's why <laughs> I do the intro. <laughs> i mean
1: Tell right. so.
0: me in again. We'll leave this in the recording, because it was fun. <laughs> Alright, right, three, we we're live. Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 74. I'm Graham, I'm here with Luke and Cody. Richie was not available for this one, I don't know what he had going on. And we have uh, Nick Jonard on, who you may know as the little XJ that could on Instagram. He's got a pretty identifiable Jeep XJ, It doesn't have square headlights, it has round headlights, and he doesn't have a roof. Um, those are really the only things that make it stand apart. Uh, it's Wait, a you tiny said it was little...
1: an XJ? It sounds like a TJ to me. <laughs> I it, it, like it's to call pretty... it a
0: JKU, but, you know. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: You're right, It that's sort of what it looks like. Um, it's a corridor, you know, so.
1: so. I always said that the JKs were a predecessor to the TJ, and that a JL, or JKU is a predecessor to a Cherokee, so I mean, it, it, it fits the prop. I mean, It fits it very well.
3: Yeah, it kind of does. I think you got that backwards, but Why? I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah I just... Wouldn't sure the XJ be the know. precursor to the JKU if under that analogy? Because normally, you know, dates now Is that matter, not what I said? You you got it backwards. Like, everything uh, this was flipped. Oh, deck
1: you got to me again. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, so, so, tell us a little bit about yourself. What you, what got you into wheeling? What's your rig now? How many rigs have you had? Where do you wheel? Yada, yada, yada.
0: I'll give him one question at a time. Jesus. Oh, jeez. Um, So, well, right
4: now, uh, I have a 97 Cherokee country, if you want to be particular. Um, it's uh kind of your standard setup, at least for the Midwest. I'm from Illinois, so... Home Park is the Badlands in Indiana, but I travel wherever because all of the wheeling here is terrible. Um, Got three quarter tons, uh, which was part of the name Quarter Short, uh, which was what I've been calling the Jeep. They're three quarter tons. I don't ever say that it's a one-ton rig. It's a 44 front and a 60 rear, which is the gem of the full width world.
0: (laughs) Um, So I guess before you go deeper... How have those held up for you? You're on thirty sevens.
4: I uh, am on thirty okay. sevens. Yeah,
0: and and they hold up um, okay. Or what do you have done with yeah, those? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, lock
4: front and rear. The rear's welded. Got five thirteens. Um, right now I've got nitro, chromoly shafts all the way around. The front's got a torque locker. Um, okay. still 30s flying in the rear. Been meaning to go to the thirty five spline upgrade. Haven't taken the time to do it. As soon as they, I've period. been run. Uh, I've broken some chromos already, so in the rear. yeah, yeah, uh, everywhere actually. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, that's not surprising,
1: but definitely not. Yeah, surprising.
4: yeah. Um, they've held up pretty well though. I usually wheel pretty conservatively, uh, so that's my saving grace, I think. Um, I've broken one shaft on each side in the rear, uh, actually on the same obstacle at the bad lens, which is this pretty good undercut ledge. Uh, that likes to grab your tire and that'll do things up. twist when they shouldn't be so isn't,
1: the there, front, a, isn't there a cool gatekeeper oh, to the badlands or is this a different park that i'm thinking of
4: probably a different park
1: is there an ohio badlands no no uh, i no. ah, don't worry about i that. don't know <laughs> there's a couple of cool
4: there's a couple of cool obstacles at the badlands but it's uh it's a lot of like a razor park i think and like dirt bikes and stuff there's a lot of like it was an old quarry, so they have this big section of like gravelly dunes. You get all the razor guys out there that are just ripping. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you get into like the actual quarry, is where all the rock crawling stuff is, but it's all optional. There's some cool stuff, but nothing too crazy, especially compared to down south, which is where I've been going lately to wheel. Whereabouts? Um, I've been down to S'more. We went to Harlan in 2020. Uh, and those are the two big ones. You want to cut I got a long list of places <laughs> to go, so.
3: <laughs> yeah, but, like, we can bully on the list. at AOP.
4: I was bullying Curtis. Curtis was bullying me, too, down at S'more last year.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that is bullying that bullying he...
4: from Curtis. Was that when he what?
0: rolled that first time?
4: No, no, nobody.
0: I almost rolled. He
4: didn't. Okay, so this must have been um, a long time. I thought he was more. He might have, uh, but uh, yeah, I went down with him Memorial Day weekend last year. Uh, that was a good time.
0: It looks like a fun park. I'd
4: love to go there. Yeah, yeah, I'm going back again for Memorial Day this year with a pretty big crew. Uh, it's a good park. It's like 1,000 acres, and they have like back-to-back trails, so there's not really any dead time. Pretty sweet. Keep the park open until midnight. Which, if you live in the northern Midwest, they usually close parks at like sunset up here. So,
3: that's how it is in New England. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's
0: pretty strict on when you're supposed to be out. They're just small
3: parks. Harlan, maybe.
0: Harlan,
4: on yeah, the <laughs> Harlan is good. I'm going back there for the 4th of July. Uh, um, looking,
0: looking forward to that again. That's a good place. No, that could be fun. I feel like we didn't hit nearly for multiple reasons. We never hit as much as we would have liked at Harlan, but same. Uh, I'm going back? Yeah, like <laughs> you get those first. There's like a couple gardens in the initial bit that aren't too too far to travel to. Oh, but yeah, then there's there's stuff way further out that I don't. Is it? I don't know if it's worth going. I mean, I'm sure it is. I'd love to go back because I only got one day of wheeling in, but. Uh, I was
4: only there for like two days because that was a whole thing. My tow rig blew up on the way down there. Fun. Uh, so that was just the whole thing. I only got two days in, and so I only ran a, like four trails there. Hmm. Uh, so I didn't get to what do much exploring. Uh happened to the tow rig? Uh, well, uh, I drove seven hours. I have a ten, like a 10-hour drive to get down there. Uh, yeah. I drove, drove seven hours, like, Wednesday night after work. Met up with my buddy, a couple of buddies, at, like, a rest stop. Slept there for the night. Woke up in the morning. Got, like, five minutes down the ro- maybe Maybe five minutes down the road and lost oil pressure. Um, right. so, so that was
0: a good start to the journey, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. Limped it, uh, like, two more minutes down the road to some, like, gas station complex thing. And then... I sat there on my own while everybody else kept going and my dad towed my brother's truck down to me swapped it out with my truck and then I used my brother's truck and finished out the trip
1: well, that's pretty <laughs> fucking cool
4: so, oh, that's, yeah. one of the, that's one of the perks of having a family full of trucks
3: yeah, so. yeah that's what true. happened to it or what uh, was it also what happened to it
4: oh Um, I never, I swapped the engine and sold it and then bought another truck.
1: What kind of a truck was it?
4: Uh, well, it was a 1500 Yukon XL, a 2005. Nice.
1: Yeah. Uh,
4: which I was worried. I was worried about the four L 60 going out before the five three did. So much. That's a little backwards. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's weird. So anyway, now I have a, an to 2,500 HD Silverado with 60,000 miles on it. So
1: there you go. Upgrades. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so keep going about the, uh, the trip that you, you were on.
4: Oh, uh, yeah. Made it down there, uh, pretty late. And then, uh, I only ended up running, uh, I didn't even run the actual part of Mason Jar. I got up to where like the big rock is that everybody flexes on, mm-hmm. um, and then there's like a little side climb thing. If you're like looking up at Mason Jar to the left, and I I attempted to go down that, not realizing that there was like a pretty decent little step there, and I about
0: rolled like back over front down. Oh, are you, are you at the bottom near the, like the, near the entrance of Mason jar? If you're yeah. The bottom? You went down so, that? So, well, uh. there's like a side, there's like a sideline
4: that you can take that like loops up around the left through the trees that kind of like bypasses some of those first big steps. Oh, okay. Okay. And there's like a little, like before you get to the trees, there's like a little kind of climb there. And I didn't think it was bad. I went to go down it and the back of my Jeep, you know, there's a picture on my Instagram. If you go back far enough my back tire like came way up, and I caught a tree, and otherwise I think I would have gone all the way over. Oh, shit. Um, so that was not great. I uh, ended up just backing out of that trail. Half of our group went down and ran Fish Fossil, and we putzed around on Lower Rock Garden for a while, and there was something else. We ran one or two other ones. We ran Your Turn, which is a sick trail there. Huh? Um, I don't even think
3: yeah, Never that's on that. the other side of the park from where we got to. We, <laughs> yeah, we were over at um the cabins and we were working our way on over from there, but like it just our trip was rough. We'll just put Is... it like that.
4: It's a big it's a big park too. We had some breakages. Uh Kyle Raiden, I know you guys talked to him. He's one of my buddies. Um he had an issue with his cross member and then one of, our other, but one of the other guys with us, he had a driveshaft issue. Uh, so we ended up spending some time at the campground, like, fixing stuff. I had to change out one of the himes on my track bar. So we didn't get to wheel as much as we wanted to.
1: That's usually how it goes sometimes. It's either everybody goes and has a great time, nobody breaks, one friend gets fucked while everybody else is fine, or everybody just gets screwed. It's usually how it goes, it seems. Yeah,
4: it ended up being pretty good. We had... We had a couple extra seats, so I think we had some people ended up riding along, and then the rest of the time was pretty good. Uh, We went out for a night ride the one night, and uh, we were conveniently there at the same time as the White Trash Bash Razor Fest, (laughs) (laughs) so there was like 75 razors there. And it was, like, 4th of July weekend, so all of them were, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. red, white, and blue. These dudes were all blasted. They thought they owned the trails. And we were coming back from our night ride, and we came into Middle Fork, which is where, like, all the trails kind of, like, come together, you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And they were just all, like, blo- they're, they're blocking the whole thing partying. So we're, like, trying to squeeze through there. And that, that was, like, a whole thing. So I'm hoping they're not going to be there this year. Did you take the... But, uh,
3: crowd we convinced curtis mainly me to roll at uh rail bed and be cool i
4: didn't even get around we didn't even see the waterfall we didn't make it like through half the park
3: rail bed's a cool trail um well i don't know what to make of it i don't
0: know like, if it's doable in i mean it definitely is but i don't i don't think the conditions were really amazing for it at that point in time but i don't know when they are i don't know the park well what? enough. It was kind of sloppy for you guys, right? Yeah. Is yeah, what I it saw was anyway. sloppy. And, you know. That, the the road up was a slop fest. It was like a hazard just to get up and down that thing. We had yeah, one guy, yeah. this is where I was going, if you take the way uh, back towards the cabins, some Cherokee, and it was a smaller Cherokee and a smaller forerunner runner were trying to go up, and they didn't take the, the normal route. And the Forerunner, I think, just like, Barrel rolled down, it was stuck in the way for like an hour. While there were some buggy guys and some RZR guys who had gotten to them first and were trying to winch the thing back out so we could get it out of the way so we could all go. But it was just all clogged up from that shit because it was so sloppy.
3: Oh, you hate that. I hate that. Well, that, um, the top section there on that steep climb. Like to get actually into the park sucks.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that whole like well where you got the cabins are on like the north side of the park, right?
3: I think so, yeah.
4: Cause that was the side we camped on. And like you have to go like onto the other side of the mountain
0: to even get to the good trails. Yeah, that's sort of what we saw on the um on the map that um, we were looking at.
3: Yeah, I'm kinda of tempted next time we go that like even if the rigs aren't exactly street legal, we just go into the other entrance and then we ride back through the park hitting some of the cooler trails on there. Um, Or at least that's my plan next time I go. I know that I was talking with Jason about going back. I'd love to go back. Like I
0: said, I only got a... I got like two trails in before my shit exploded.
4: I should have my bug... I should have my buggy done by then. I want to try
0: lines done. Mm, that was a fun one. It looked fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you
4: guys... <laughs> uh, one of the guys I know, Austin, he was there at the same time. He's got a green Comanche.
0: Uh, is it the, the army green-ish one? Yeah, yep. army green with the yep, tube we right and the eyes. Yeah, yep. he's a cool guy. Super cool guy. Yeah, he seemed cool. Uh, he had a problem I, with yep. his ram, I think. Yep, he did. Because like, we saw so. them. They were they were at the top when we showed up and I don't know if he had gone through it or what his deal was, but yeah, he was mentioning the Ram was having issues.
4: Yeah. I don't think he finished the trail. I think he, I don't remember exactly what he said. happened. something happened. He couldn't finish that trail, but he was there when Jason and Curtis were. Yeah. They
0: stuck around. We were, we were all hanging around watching them go through videoing and whatnot. So yeah, that's funny. Um, Yeah. He's, he's another Midwest guy. Yeah, I've seen the Jeep before. It's a, it's pretty easy to spot. Not at Yeah, parks, it's but just on Instagram or wherever.
4: Super. It was all over the place. Super clean. Super clean rig. Mm. And he knows how to wheel that thing too. So.
0: So. Yeah, just oh, yes, Luke.
3: Sorry. Go on. No, it's fine. All right. Um, on the note of super clean. What actually convinced you to chop your rig up? Because it looks pretty clean for being chopped.
4: So, uh, it, what was it, a year? Not this past winter, but the winter before, which I guess is 20. I don't even know. I'm losing track of time. Anyway, um, I got to the point, so I had had a roll bar in my Jeep, just like a B-pillar Band-Aid type of roll bar, you know, with some supports back to my shock hoops. Mm-hmm. So if I rolled it, I didn't die. And I was like, got to the point where I was like, all right, it's time to do a cage, like a proper cage. Um, I'm too tall for a full internal cage because I'm six foot three. Um, yeah. And like everybody in their mom has hybrid cages. <laughs> Not to throw shade at the hybrid cage thing, because uh, it's like the best option for a Cherokee.
1: Um, it's the best option.
4: Shut up. Yeah. So, and <laughs> I had know, seen a... I had seen a couple of rigs like on fa- uh, Instagram and Facebook, and there was like chop tops, but it looked like they were all internal cages that somebody had, and they like got to the point where they fucked the roof up so much that
0: they just cut it off, or they couldn't weld the top of the tube, so they're like, "Oh, we'll just cut the or roof yeah, off and leave it yeah,
4: <laughs> something like that." So I was like, "I was like, well, that's like kind of, it's like kind of cool, but those were all kind of janky," and so I was like, "You know, I think if I go from the get-go, like cutting the roof off and then doing the cage." I probably do it pretty well, like pretty clean, you know. Mm-hmm. And all of my buddies were like, "Dude, that's gonna look like terrible. You shouldn't do. Just do like a hybrid. Like, <laughs> come on." And I was like, "No, dude, I want to do this because I like I like being different, you know." Um, and uh, I was I tried to be a little different with the rest of my rig. That's why somebody beforehand had mentioned my old filler neck was yeah, in yeah, yeah. my in my tail light. I always thought that was super fucking cool, <laughs> um, which was my buddy's idea. And, uh, he helped me, uh, get that sorted out. But I was, I was like trying to do stuff different. Cause it's like, they're all Cherokees, you know? And it's like o- only so many things you can do. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to cut the roof off. I had a couple buddies came over we cut the roof off. And then I started going from there. Um, so all of the pillars line up. My B pillar is actually recessed into the fact. Well, what's left of the factory pillar. Yep um so all of them line up with the a pillar if you look down the side when i don't have doors on and then when i do have doors on the top of the doors line up with the cage line as if it were like closing against the roof so i i tried to make it real clean a pillars drop down inside of the factory a pillars i've got dimple die gussets um and all of that and it turned i'm I'm really happy with it. it turned out real good um, I ended up making a set of half doors, a full set of half doors for it. So it really looks like
0: a JKU now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking, so do you have, you don't do a full door in the back, obviously, or do you have a full door? I have, I have a full set of four, like full doors and a full set of half doors. Okay. Yeah. It looks like you set up that rear door as well to kind of match. Um, the shape. Yeah. If you go back to
4: like, right after I got the cage done. 2021. There's a couple pictures where it has some, like, the back doors on. So, all of the pillars, like, oh, line happens. up with the with the door lines and everything. Um, I took out my back seat. Extra storage back there. And the way I built the cage, there's not really enough room for a back seat anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so, seems to be the way it goes.
4: Yeah, my spare tire carrier... Uh, is in the back with the fastback style. I've got some struts on it, so I have a latch on the bottom. I can pop the latch, and it'll swing up and out of the way, so I can get to my tools underneath it.
1: Well, that's pretty cool.
0: Which is a little different, I think. Anyway, so yeah. um, I guess begs the uh, the question is, do you have any regrets uh, about chopping the roof off and basically half the body? Is there anything that you you miss about the full body uh, um, it used to be or not usually?
4: Uh, I've gotten caught out in the rain wheeling once. Since then, um, and at first I was like, "Oh, this is terrible!" I was like, "This is this is so bad." Uh, I do have a tarp that fits the top pretty well, and I have a plexiglass windshield. I usually don't run any windshield anymore because it's. I like I like wheeling on the trail with no glass at all. You don't get dirt on it, so you can you can see all the time. Yep. Um, but I have flexi glass that I'll put on there every once in a while. Um, got caught in the rain though one time, and like at first I was like, "Man, this is so bad!" I like getting soaked. But by the time you uh, like accept the fact that you're just gonna get soaked, it's not bad. Still had a blast.
0: Yeah. And if it's it's that bad of a storm, you're going to get soaked regardless if you're. Yeah. So it was like, it it was like, it was
4: pouring. We were like, all right, well, we're just going to get soaked. So we'll just keep going. But I haven't really had any regrets.
0: Um, I don't, I usually, I don't wheel in the winter, so I don't ever have a problem with being cold. Um, Uh, true. That's another, I was thinking more rain, like you said, but I guess yeah, cold weather is probably a problem too. If it's, uh,
4: yeah. Being in the Midwest, um, I don't wheel. The winter is my build season, usually, so I'm never out in the snow or anything. And I usually... Usually it ends up being that the weekends that I go out to go wheeling end up being pretty nice. So... um, I mean, I was just at Winterfest for Naxja here at the beginning of March. Mm -hmm. It's called Winterfest, you know. Saturday of the trip, it was 70 degrees out. God, Uh, (laughs)
1: yeah. So...
4: Yeah. So um i don't know i don't have any I, I love it it's great um it's a lot cooler not having to worry about glass and like you That's know true. and not having a like not having the roof and just having it be a cage like you just smack into a tree and it just rubs along the cage you're not like really worried about you know messing up your body or whatever
3: well he's yeah. nobody's really concerned about messing the body up
4: not usually and um, on the it,
3: note of what you said earlier uh, about being different, it's like that SpongeBob meme of hybrid cage, one tons, um, anything else? Uh, yeah, while we're at it, can we uh, throw in some hydro assist? How original.
4: Yeah, that's about how it looks underneath my Jeep is like cookie cutter. So I was There's like, if, you so know, if I ways can... You can do it. Oh, yeah, I know. So it's really difficult. Um I was trying to be a little different than doing all the bolt-on stuff when I started out. I built my own 3-link and cross-member. So I stretched the front and rear. I'm sitting on a 109-inch wheelbase with the 37s, and it works pretty well. I have not really had any complaints with it.
3: Do you Um, ever notice that it bottoms out? I only
4: have that happen every once in a while, to be honest. Uh I definitely have a fair amount of scrapes on my belly skid. But um usually I get caught on my control arm brackets because they're like the old barn or the old rough stuff ones that like hang pretty low. And they're like dead on the bottom of the frame rails.
3: The reason that I was asking is my old buggy ish thing uh was a hundred and eleven inch wheelbase on um, thirty seven Maxis traps and radials. But um I would belly out a lot in it. So, like, I ended up hitting the transfer case a couple of times. I ended up building a skid and crossmember and all that fun stuff. Um, But on the new rig, I'm at 110 with 40s. And it feels a lot better as far as just, like, or it looks a lot better, I should say, for breakover and all that. And everything's kind of tucked up.
4: Yeah, that's one of the things I'm worried about with my with the little buggy that I'm building because that's a 111-inch wheelbase. And that's the belly, wheelbase. it is. I'll get into that later, though. But um, that belly is going to be way lower. The belly on my Cherokee is about 21 inches, if I remember right, um, which I think is pretty on par for similar-sized rigs. Um, yeah, how, much, how much is it lifted, I guess, if you can remember uh, on it? It's like a six inch lift. Okay. I've got the six inch metal cloak dual rate springs in the front, uh, which are way better than your standard, like, Rubicon Express coils.
0: Yeah, I've heard good things about those ones.
4: Um, A lot of people are telling me to do the triple rates from Rock Crawler. I haven't heard Uh, of those. I didn't look into them too much, but the dual rates are, they were a noticeable difference, or at least, like, mobbing down, like, main trails where it's bumpy and you're going a little faster mm-hmm. way softer of a ride the rear is just a complete mashup of stuff um but it sits level so i say it's usually about like six inch lift got a full s10 leaf packs in the rear with an uh already out leaf shackle relocations and a
0: like a two inch lift shackle i guess is what you call it that was and then the- like the is the S... Sorry to cut you off. Is the S10 oh. spring a little longer or what's, what's so, the, or is it pushed that uh, it is, mount back?
4: The front mounts, I've got the Ironman 4x4 stretch brackets, which okay. are sweet. It's a slick design. Let's see, you push the axle back like three inches just from the spring mounts. Um, the center pin location on the S10s are about two inches further back than Cherokee Leafs. Gotcha. And the okay. and the overall length is, I think, like two inches longer or so. Um, yeah, so if I
0: remember just... right. It's like an inch and a half. And do those stick? Yeah. They do they stick out the back? No, know.
4: not really. Um, they're well with the rear bumper I have. They're pretty much flush with the rear bumper. Oh yeah, that doesn't look bad at all. Looking at it so, sure. it's uh, it's not bad. Uh, I hit them every once in a while, coming down just off of a like coming off of a weird rock if I'm dropping off of something. Uh, but it's not too often, but yeah. it's, it's pretty flexy. I like it better. I know a lot of guys run flipped Cherokee leaves and I hate that. I know several people doing that
0: and they always have problems bending the main leaf. I was going to do that because I have to finish stretching the rear of mine before I can actually drive it off road with the forties on it. Cause it's just not going to clear in the front. Um, and everybody I've talked to about, you know, stretching versus flipping the Leafs or whatnot, has said that that's it's they just don't last. And I'd like they, to get they, a little more no. out of my Leafs. So
4: yeah, I would. That's why I've um, Kyle Raiden. He had done that for like a trip, brand new set of Leafs. Oh, he was the um, one who actually mentioned about it. that. He yeah. he might have been. Yeah, we went out. Um, a couple of us went up to see him. We went out to this little park that's like 20 minutes from his house up in Michigan. And, uh, like halfway through the day, he got a bad bounce trying to go up this big, like man-made face of a climb and came down, bent one of those brand new leaf mains. Oh, um, and he had, he had an anti wrap bar too. And a lot of people were like, Oh, they're fine. If you throw an anti wrap on them, not if um, actually wheel. Yeah. If you, if you wheel, if you have heavier axles and big tires, like forties, he's on, he was on tons of forties, you know, they just don't hold up. Uh, they're not meant to be in that orientation, so
0: yeah, and uh, just a lot of weight too. Like yeah, I've had smoked. Um, I mean, like I said, they were smoked rough country four-inch springs, but they were in the right direction with a traction bar. I still bent the shit out of one of them. Main leaf just like, crunched right up. Yeah, a bad hit. It's all about yeah, I how you land on those. Oh yeah,
4: oh definitely. Um, that's ten though. He. I don't know if he ever finished. He ended up selling his rig. If I don't know if you guys
0: knew that. But yeah, like right after he talked with with us. Uh, yeah, so very very shortly after. after. Yeah,
4: but um, I think he. I don't remember if he fully got around to finishing up doing S tens, but he had a set and he was going to do that. But that's if anybody asks me about stretching stuff, I'm like, dude, just go with like an S ten leaf or like a Comanche leaf is actually pretty similar in size to the. S10 Leafs, and I think Dakotas are pretty similar, and Ford Explorers, they're all about the same size Leafs mm-hmm. um, with slightly different center pin locations. But I'm like, dude, just do your research, find a good set of Leafs, and uh, don't don't flip them, because that's just asking for problems.
0: Yeah, you're using it <laughs> wrong the way it was not intended to be used. Yeah, yet, exactly. So, yeah.
3: so um, I don't know if you want to move on yet, but I do want to hear about that little buggy thing because that thing's pretty cool. Yeah, here you want me
4: to send some pictures real quick too. I don't post a whole lot about it, so
3: yeah, I just see this yeah. one. Yeah, so, uh, road in general. Before we get into oh, the- I was
4: just gonna send it to the Instagram if you want. I Already have my phone up for the- uh, yeah, just do uh, that.
3: Oh, alright
0: then.
1: Yeah. Why my phone did you bad. buy a four-door Manchi? Or, Um Or did you build it? I'm sorry, I I didn't post it.
0: I did
4: not build that. I'm not going to take any credit for that. Um, I bought it from another guy that I wheel with. Uh, Mustang XJ Craig. Yep. Really cool guy. Really cool rig.
3: Yeah, we Um, were meaning to talk to him. Just I haven't actually reached out yet.
4: Yeah, he's a cool guy. Um, And his rig, his rig's pretty simple for a Cherokee, and it works. And I wheeled with him at Winterfest. Um, but I've been talking to him about the thing for a while. He bought it from another guy that we know, uh, up in Michigan. And I guess this thing has been around since like 2011 and has been never done. been, never been finished. It has been, I'm now the fifth owner of it. Wow. And it in passed the, around. I didn't realize it fifth, that much. In the fifth state. It started in Tennessee, went to Florida and then up to Michigan, down to Indiana and now to Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Boy but um yeah uh he had he the only reason he really sold it to me was um his his father just passed away and he's been dealing with his estate and he has like doesn't have the room for it right now because he had to move all of his dad's stuff to his house um so he just doesn't have the time um or space to work on it yeah that sucks and so i picked it up from him hopefully i can get around to it
3: uh if not, I have the room for it to sit for a little while. So, oh, Is it a Cherokee that's been grafted into a Comanche, or is it, it a Comanche that's grafted into a Cherokee? It
4: is like a 50-50 split,
0: actually. Oh, um, I was looking at It's kind of janky, I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't know. As a rig that's been passed <laughs> around five different times usually is. Yeah, so um, it looks like it was cut somewhere in the
4: back Door area of the four door Cherokee Which would have been like the front Half of the door of a Comanche Um, So that the back Door sits like where the Door would close on the Comanche Mm -hmm. Um, And then The roof has already been replaced like twice Now I think but whoever had Done the original like cut And fuse they used Like some real long pieces of Angle iron like Probably three inch like quarter wall um, oh. Angle iron to make stiffeners for the whole thing. Um, so that was it was done pretty well as oh, far really? as that as, as far as the stiffener aspect like okay. the stiffeners that they made don't look bad. Um, but the back door area like nothing's quite lined up right Some of the body lines are off and the roof like the whole thing basically needs cut in half and redone again.
0: Uh, that's nothing, like nothing's more motivating than having to <laughs> chop the truck in half again yeah body lines <laughs> but i was
4: like whatever i was like it looks cool I was like I, I think i can you know do something with it and uh yeah it's just gonna sit for a while though i don't know what's i the, know there's
1: oh sorry oh, what was that no i was just guessing uh what's the kind of vision for like what are you looking uh you're gonna be like the tow rig is it just gonna be a cool like street jeep what are you thinking
4: probably just a cool street jeep to be honest i mean the, the wheelbase on the thing is way too freaking long to like do any sort of wheeling with how long like is- the thing so overall i think once you have like some proper bumpers on it because it doesn't have any on it the thing's like 18 feet long from bumper to bumper
1: <laughs> oh Jesus. my god
4: because i have an 18 foot trailer and like the back was hanging over a hair because i didn't have it like all the way to the front of the trailer huh? <laughs> so it's like i don't know what the wheelbase is but it's it's really long it's probably like at least 140 inches god damn i i I was gonna measure it i haven't gotten around it it's stupid long i'm like so i don't really know probably some sort of cool like street
0: show rig thing yeah Uh i feel like that's like the only use for for a crew cab comanche it's like pretty much you could ever have but they're cool yeah it's just like Um, one of those cool things you know it's like, so lowering, it, it's
4: like lowering a Cherokee, too. Yeah, uh, you know, it's totally. It's just like a cool know. thing. They're cool. It's like, there's you like, know, nobody no sees it. it. Yeah. No, no.
0: So I'll have to figure that out still. I got I got plenty of time on that, though. All right. So I just want to get through the buggy. I don't want to beat the dead horse on the um, crew cab Comanche thing too much. But one thing that I got to ask, because I see uh, every... I don't think any crew cab Comanche build has done it uh, that in a way that looks good, at least, to me, is that back door. It just never sits right. Something about it just no. always... Do you know what I'm talking about? Um,
4: I do know exactly what you're talking about, and I was talking to Craig about that. Um, is there... Why do he, people build he, it the way they... He does do? not like... He did not like that look either. We were talking about it when I was picking it up. He's like, he's like, I, he's like I can't really figure it out, but like, just something about... Because what the few that I've seen, you fuse the back half of a front door onto the front half of a back door yeah. because it has to line up because a, a Comanche is the same front doors as a Cherokee. Um, huh. If you didn't know that, now you know. Yeah. Um, well, then that's and why so it has like, that funky the,
0: angle. Yeah,
4: the back just... point of it is really funky and on a Comanche on its own, it looks fine because of the way the body's molded there. You know, and and but once you make it a really long door, I think is where it comes in and really gets exaggerated. Yeah. Uh, Just because there was like so much more window in front of that little corner, and it's just really, really janky. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a good way to do that. You'd have
0: to completely rework
4: that body. Which, um,
0: if you just used the square door that a Cherokee has in the back,
4: but the thing is, Cherokee doors. Aren't even squared in the back. I if know look, that's the annoying the doors, part. The
0: Cherokees—they come
4: forward, and the Comanche goes backwards, <laughs> So it's like this really like there's no there's no good way to, good do, it. Way to do it. Yeah,
0: unless you did like a custom applique on the side there. That's yeah, which it, it better. Which is a pain in the ass. Basically, yeah. So. so that's basically what we had
4: to do. We kind of joked around about doing like a extended cab, which I would have to put a lot more thought into. But nobody's ever done that as far as that I'm aware. Kind of cool. And then you wouldn't have to do um, it with the
0: shitty looking door.
4: Yeah, exactly. So th- there'd be some. you got to cut it in half, out anyways. anyways. Yeah, I know. So I'm like, basically, I'm at square one. So I can do whatever with it. Um, but I just have to spend some time thinking about that because i got enough going on with my other projects right now. Yep, I get that.
1: It's a cool thing to have in the back burner, though. That's for sure.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. How many of them are there? There's only like there's um, three maybe four
4: i want i was gonna say that too um i know rsd fabrication he was like the i want to say like the gold standard for these things because his build i've been following him forever he built his like a couple years ago is that the black Uh, one that's the black one okay all black yeah that one's uh then there's like comanche crew cab is the guy on instagram i follow he's building one and then i've seen on like facebook there's some like lime green one that has like a 4bt in it
1: well that's kind of cool
4: some somewhere in like florida I've but it's like, it's on like 24s or something of course it's, like a
0: stance yeah. show truck so yeah i i've seen know. that i've only seen it a few times i know what you're talking about with that one yeah
4: I, i've only seen like two pictures of it but I know that that one's a thing, and then I think just some other, like random pictures I've seen online of some other ones from like the past. There's not a lot of them though,
3: no. So, well, it's not exactly like an easy process.
4: No, uh, it seems like a. I mean, it's a whole, it's very in-depth process that you have to like, because the roofs are different between a Comanche and a Cherokee. The roof lines different. Comanche roof lines are higher.
0: Huh, that's something you'd never even think about. Like so, I would never have thought, oh, I better make sure the roofs match.
4: Yeah, so you can't, that, that's why, if you're into any of like the rare Cherokee items, I guess, uh, like Lund visors, the truck visors, Yep. Um, which I have one of those, um, those don't fit on a Comanche because the roofline's higher, so
3: you have to get a Comanche one. Huh. What? Those have to be rare as hell now yeah
4: so those ones are super hard to find but the roofline kicks up higher you get a little bit of headroom in them so like you have to do a whole bunch of French work to like oh, get shit. the Cherokee yeah, roof right. to line up right with the Comanche so it's like a whole
0: thing as you
4: said it almost
3: that. seems like it would be better to like cut the whole back section off and just drop it down on the Comanche. And that's that, that's what it looks like everybody's
0: done so far. Not it's with just, the Comanche crew cab guy. It looks like did he, he sloped did, did it. He, he sloped okay. it from the front or the down from the back down, yeah. to the Cherokee front.
4: I know the RSD Fab one. I'm pretty sure he basically just used the whole Cherokee roof to the back and then kind of made like a little bit of a back uh like roll where the back of the cab is, you know? That sounds where the like roof the is. least amount
0: of work. So, I think uh, so. Yeah. But either way, it's still a ton of work. Yeah, no, the least amount of work is is better because then it looks better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> it, it looks better that work. way. Yeah. So, and
4: that's kind of how this one is done. Uh, like the whole Comanche roof was cut off, basically, and it's just all Cherokee roof. Mm-hmm. So. All right. A lot of work with that, but. Yeah.
3: Baby buggy time?
4: Yeah. Baby buggy, Baby buggy you want. Oh, here let, me, here, let me. Just to preface this, I'll throw a couple pictures on the. Uh, because if, I think most of the pictures that are either on my Facebook or my Instagram or anything, they're all old.
3: Grant, uh, if you throw a couple of them in the Discord, my phone died. I so. can do that. Yeah, just shoot here. them over wherever and i will uh,
0: I'll copy them in here.
4: I just uh, sent like three or four of them. Should be going to the
0: Instagram. I can drop some of them in the Discord if you want. Uh, I can just drag them over. Yeah. The one picture Uh, I saw that you have on Instagram thing looks pretty sweet. And these. Oh yeah, the uh,
4: one that's on my. uh, Yeah, the one that I put on my Instagram was like that was a while ago. Um, That was before I decided to do the rear steer on it even.
0: It definitely looks like it's uh, more filled out now.
4: Yeah, a lot more tubing. That was like, I was like, all right, I got all my shock mounts kind of in place. So, like, I just want to flex this thing out and see how it's going to look, you know, because you get to that point in any build. Yep. Um, this whole thing, too, was uh, a boredom build, if I'm going to be honest. I've been at a point with my a Cherokee. Build. A boredom build, yeah. I've been at the bunny. point with my because he was bored <laughs> yeah i'm at the point with my cherokee where it's like the thing performs really well i don't really have any problems with it right now so like it i don't really want to take it apart because it works you know yeah and i have sure. stuff to do to it I've, I've had a dana 300 sitting on the shelf for like almost a year now that i've been meaning to put a doubler in front of and put that in i picked up a pair of 14 inch oris uh at winterfest actually I think that Curtis i
0: just put you up to that
4: no. Okay. No, I bought those from Kyle Riden actually. Um, Curtis did not bad. put me up to that. Um, I picked those up, so like I've got a bunch of stuff I've been meaning to do to the Cherokee, but I was like, yeah, I think it works really well, so I don't really want to touch it. And I kind of had a bunch of parts fall into my lap, I guess. I was sitting there one day, I was like, man, I got a bunch of parts laying around. I kind of want to build something, but not really like another full-body rig. Uh, one of my buddies, um, he had bought enough tubing to build a full hybrid cage. It was like eight sticks of uh, one and three quarter inch 120 wall. And then he bailed on doing the cage for his Cherokee. So I was like, Hey, let me buy all of that tubing from you. And I bought it at the price when, cause he bought it all when I did my cage too. So everything was way cheaper. Yeah. Like when two years you ago. This.
0: The, what the buggy. Yeah. I started it in. I think October. Okay. Yeah, so metal prices so, are not
4: No, metal like prices what they were. from yeah. the, when this tubing had been purchased compared to now are up like several hundred percent. Yes. Like at uh, least 150%. If not 2 or 300. Yeah. Um because prices like right now around me I think are about $8 a foot or so. That's cheap. $8 um, they, a foot right now. Well, the, when I looked at the last, which had been a
0: couple of months ago, prices had come down for a little uh, while. I bought metal I two they're... months ago. At, at and in Massachusetts, the prices are skewed, but it was fifteen bucks a foot. Holy oh, smokes! I spent three hundred dollars on twenty feet of fucking tube.
4: That's ridiculous.
0: Uh yeah. wow. Yeah, I think it was not even. It was maybe ten a foot at the highest here. And those guys had. I mean, so it's been going up. When I first built my cage, it was five, five fifty,
3: I think, a foot, and then something like that. Because you were part of the initial group, by. Yeah. But we also bought twelve hundred feet. Yeah that, was, yeah, that helps. But yeah. um,
0: then I so that place had sold me metal a little later down the line, and I think it ended up being like six and a half bucks a foot. And then I really hadn't bought any tube. In the past year and a half, since then, and it was up to that price. And yeah, that, that and those well, guys giving me deals because I, when I do come in, I always buy tube, and I always buy some yeah, other shit. So the, the
4: prices are crazy in general right now. Yep. Yeah. But um, yeah. So all of this tubing, it was sitting at my shop, and uh, when we had purchased this, we put in a big order. It was like a fourteen hundred dollar order. It was like sixteen st- fourteen or sixteen sticks of one seven five like six sticks of one five and then a whole stick of quarter wall two inch. So it's like a pretty big order yep. ended up being like two and a half dollars a foot for the one seven five, which is smoking deal, especially compared to everything now. Mm-hmm. So I told my buddy, I was like, Hey, let me buy all of that tubing from you. I'll just pay you out what you paid for it. Like when we bought wow. it, it was like <laughs> real cheap.
0: <laughs> oh
4: man. Um, and then, on marketplace, I found a guy like 30 minutes from the Badlands who was selling a pair of PRPs from a razor for like 400 bucks for the pair, or like 450 or something like that. And I was like, dude, that's how much I spent on one of my PRPs because I bought PRPs for my Jeep. You know, I spent like a thousand dollars on those seats. Yep. Uh, so this guy's selling a pair. I was like, I'm gonna go get those. So I bought those. I have. All, I bought all the tubing. I ended up buying a pair of 14 inch Fox air shocks and then a pair of 16 inch, um, for the same Foxes, uh, for like $300 a pair, you know, marketplace finds are great. There was a dude like 30 minutes South of me. I bought a whole four link and a three link with a track bar, all like one and a quarter inch Himes for stupid cheap. Cause he was parting out a rig. Uh, so it was like just a bunch of like spare parts, really. And I was like, "Well, do something." I I hate sitting around and like not doing anything. So, um, and i had been st- like staring at buggies all over the place online. So I was like, "You know, I might do something like that." Uh, had a pair of Cherokee axles laying around, and I was originally planning on building this thing to wheel at the Badlands as just like a little side beater rig. Because one of the last times I had gone, I took out one of my front axle shafts so I had a U joint pop, and it took out the ears on both uh inner and outer shaft Mm -hmm. and that was like three hundred dollars to replace because it was a chromo and you know it's not under warranty because it was not one of the nitro u-joints oh jeez. and i was like man i don't really want to go break my cherokee at the badlands which is kind of a mediocre park uh once you've wheeled there a bunch Mm -hmm. uh so i was like i can build like a basically like a little cherokee buggy and, it, like, try and make it as many Cherokee components as I can. Thing will be really cheap, should be really light, you know, yeah, really so. easy to get parts for.
1: And you already know the platform pretty well. That's Oh, yeah.
4: I'm very, very familiar with the Cherokee platform. Uh, I had a Cherokee in high school. That was the first car that I bought, which, going back to that first question that I never even answered, getting into wheeling. That's
1: okay. um, I-, I figured we'd circle around at some point.
4: Yeah. <laughs> we're back now. Yeah, I had a Cherokee. That was the first car that I had in high school because um, I had a couple buddies and they're longtime friends of mine. The one he had a TJ uh, which I originally didn't even like Cherokees. I always thought they were really ugly and then I met his then I met my my friend's friend who had a Cherokee which was like realistically terrible setup. It was like a short arm on like a seven inch lift with like 33 thornbirds or something. you know oh, like
1: no high school
4: rig uh type of thing but i was like dude that's that looks that looks pretty sick actually um and i was like well my dad was like well if you want you can have like the family like buick rainier which is like a trailblazer but even less cool yep oh,
2: yeah.
4: um and i was like man he's like or we can always like or i'll just sell it and you can like go get a job and work and buy yourself something so i got a job doing carry out at a pizza place in town worked for like the whole summer and ended up buying my first Cherokee which was where the name the little xj that kid came from uh because it was the th- it was little it was that on was. 31s okay it was well that one I only ever had that thing on 31s uh like welded the rear and took it out and shot a blast in it um oh, yeah. but that thing was rusty I picked the thing up in Pennsylvania or Ohio or Pennsylvania actually um And then the time came where I like found a set of axles for really cheap, which were the ones that I have under my red Jeep. I was like, man, I don't really want to do a ton of work to this thing. This thing's pretty rusty, you know. Rear frame rail sections were kind of crapped out. I had already tried to replace the floors once with like flux core welder, back when I didn't really know how to weld. And uh, so I ended up looking for like a clean chassis to use. And that's when I picked up the red one for like eight hundred bucks down in Missouri through like a friend of a friend um two-wheel drive but the thing was like rust-free so that was where i started doing all of the, the big stuff and i went straight to the thirty seven. so like the jump from 31s to 37s was Holy definitely shit. that was the big learning curve yeah and yeah. going from like like a stock wheelbase to a 109 i mean you're up like you know eight inches of wheelbase your track width is like you know six inches wider at least
3: yeah
4: um so it's a completely different experience so that, that took me a little while to uh get that figured out but i wheeled like the first summer i had those axles swapped i hadn't done gears and i had welded the rear so it was like 355s in these stock 79 ford axles with 37s with 37s and i didn't have hydro assist on at the time wow and
0: um, is it an auto or is it manual? Yeah, it's an auto, so okay. it's an automatic. AW4. I,
4: I put a two thirty one in it. Well, I had to swap the trans because the two wheel drive and four wheel drive, I'll put um like the tail the tail housings are different. Yep. Um. So swap that out. I had to do a little bit of wiring for the speed sensor. Um,
0: but it's an auto, um, which is what my other one had been. No, and most most Cherokees are. Did you drive it on the highway, or was it mostly at that point? Was it a? Because I had four tens. No, it was with a manual in thirty sevens, and it could not. I couldn't get it up to speed on the highway. If there was any incline, it just wouldn't do it. I daily drove that thing for like a whole summer and a
4: fall, like right after I got in the axle swap done, actually, and it drove pretty well. I'm gonna be honest, like. Doing highway speeds and stuff, you don't really need that low-end torque of, like, a higher gear set. Yeah. Especially especially with the auto. Um, Mine would just walk out. Like, I just... I had no power. <laughs> I would do... I, I could do, like, 60 and the thing... Or, like, 65. The thing would kick in and I'd be sitting at, like, 2200 RPM or something like that. Like, it was really not that bad. Um, I drove the thing all the way to Chicago at one point, which is, like probably at least a good hour and a half because mm-hmm. um, there was like a toys for tots four by four thing that used to go on there, and everybody would bring a toy and like do this whole parade thing. Like went for that. I drove that thing pretty good amount and then uh, I' ended up doing, I did the front locker and the gears and like at the same time that I had done the gears, for whatever reason, the trans wouldn't want to shift into overdrive. So Mm. I'd be, I was trying to drive it at that point still. I'd be sitting in like third gear doing 55 at like almost 4,000 RPM. I was like, this is, yeah, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't kick down, which is, and now it does for whatever reason. I never figured that one out, but. Those are the um, best issues. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I drove it like that for a while. Uh, I did the gears and locker in the front uh, and that was a game changer too, which I didn't really ever believe anybody when they were like, just do a locker, you know, I was like, oh, it can't
0: be that bad. Once I did that, like everything hooks up so much better. Yep. Um, Especially the front. The front's where all the weight is. That's where the traction needs to be. Yeah.
4: And I didn't understand any of that because at the time I was like 19, which was like four years ago. Yeah, like four years ago now. Three or four years ago, which I've learned so much more since then.
3: Isn't Um, that wild?
4: Oh, yeah. I went off the deep end. I think uh, going into stuff like this, because now I'm like the guy that a lot of my friends will come to to ask for uh, advice about stuff.
3: Yeah, when I started, it was literally just about ten years ago now um, that I was getting into driving and wheeling and stuff. Because just like you, my first vehicle was a Cherokee, and it was on thirty ones and all that stuff. But um, it's crazy how you make those little like leaps and bounds, and then. You end up coming full circle back to a smaller rig for a little while.
4: Yeah, I'm still, I haven't gotten back to the small rig yet.
3: I mean, the buggy almost qualifies. It doesn't so, qualify. I don't.
4: Almost. So, well, that's the thing. That's where it does circle back for me because I skipped like the whole like built stock axle phase. You know, because most people, like, you know, do 31s, and they get 33s, and then they're like, all right, well, I kind of want some lockers. So then they'll get lockers, and they're like, well, now the 33s aren't cutting it. Let me do 35s. Uh, you know, and then, like, you know, they do the progression. You know, now I need chromos or, like, the almost alloys or whatever type of thing mm-hmm. um, and all of that and gears and stock axles. But, like
1: and to my be fair first... for anybody listening, the almost alloys and the chromos, if you're thinking about it, if you want chromos, go chromos. If you want to stay with sock shafts, you can consider doing the almost alloys. Just to clarify, there, yeah, the world, the differences, completely <laughs>
4: different. Yeah, the almost alloys are just like U joint caps that you weld over the ear mm-hmm. on your which sock are, shafts to which keep are that. Great
1: if yeah. that's what, if you're if you're tired of spitting caps on shitty shafts, that's what I did. But to be fair. Hit me up. I will give you the dimensions of these little fucking pieces of metal. Do not spend the money. I will send you the exact dimensions, and you can cut them out of some plate yourself and have them for free. No, no, no.
4: Just just
0: tag the caps.
4: You 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 can just tag the caps, too. Yeah, just tag the cap to the ear. That's another common thing.
0: But... I think it it helps with the warpage of the the little wimpy It probably does. But... Yeah, that's... I mean, that's kind
4: of the way something. to go if you're going to be running, like, 35s. Because, like, spending money on chromoly shafts for a Dana 30 and of pointless. Yep. Um,
0: and that's, say, coming, you basically that's called, coming from me, you basically who's going back to a Dana 30. With that entire uh, build progression <laughs> Dana
4: thing.
3: 30 or Dana okay, 30 like, to time. the T. I
4: I know a lot a lot of the guys that I wheel with have done the full progression,
0: too, so... I think that's it's the it's standard not way to particular. go. You don't see a yeah. lot of people who don't do that. Myself, no, no I didn't do it. Progression I is
1: nice if you have, like, if you don't have the the money or the knowledge to drop immediately on something. Like, uh, I don't know. For me, I was gifted with the fact of knowing these guys or meeting these guys, so I was I was able to kind of skip a few steps and go, "Fuck, don't even bother with 33s. Don't bother with going like." fucking uh, extended control i was just go to three link go to 35s lock the piece of shit put a truss on it like i was able to step those few steps or sorry skip uh those few steps but then again if you really don't know what you're doing the knowledge that you learn with those steps is fucking huge so it kind of hit or miss i guess oh yeah
4: definitely i think that's the way to go if you don't know a bunch of other people um because i kind of came into it uh which was like right when instagram was kind of like popping off with off-road rigs and stuff you know like a couple years ago so i started meeting a bunch of people on there um just because i had a, a little bit of a following being like the small being the little extra that could you know everybody's like oh it's like a little rig but like he does a bunch of stuff with it yep um and i met a bunch of people but most all of them had like 35s at least and so everybody that I wheel with, I'm like the youngest guy out of the entire group that I wheel with. Everybody else is like 25, 26, 27, 28, you know, almost I think 30. Curtis
1: is right around your age though, right? Curtis. He's got
4: me he's got me beat by a couple of years. Really? Yeah, he's like 25, isn't he? Or 26? No,
1: he's younger than me, I thought. I thought, I thought he was 20? 24. I think he but might he's even a dude, burned. but he's younger than he, all of us. Maybe he just seems like an old man to me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: he definitely
4: does. <laughs> he's he's got the big beard for it and everything. I don't know. Man, <laughs> the look, once <laughs> he's got me beat by like three inches in height too, so he's just like a. <laughs> he
1: got me by a foot. Oh so like you know? yeah. Yeah. Good dude though. Good fucking oh, lovely guy. guy. Oh yeah. He's, yeah, just, he's just a fun. Lovely guy. Yeah, I'll let
4: him sell his root. 100%, 100%. So don't let that I have been off. trying not to I was trying to get him to come back down to s'more and he was like nah dude I'm not gonna do that I was like well you can either sit at home and be depressed like everybody else um, or you can just come wheeling and be slightly less depressed so actually
1: you
4: know at least you're with a bunch of buddies
1: yeah at least you can cry but, together you know yeah exactly
0: you can cry in your yeah. rig at at
3: S'more or Harlan, or you can cry yeah. at your house by yourself with your puppy. Yeah, with your your. I was just
4: going to say the puppy.
3: <laughs> and, uh, you know, your friends will spill beer on you when you roll your Jeep. Yep. <laughs> Not a lot of beer. Just like what it just, took. Just like, enough. You got to pour yeah. one out, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, good guy. Uh, um, but... So, I see you got rear steer. Please yeah, tell me it's in the get... 30s. <laughs>
4: Uh, it is. That's where I was getting back to. I skipped. I skipped, <laughs> I skipped the whole. Uh, give me a second. I skipped the whole belt stock axle thing. Now I'm coming back to it. I already had several Dana thirties laying around because I have a tendency to part out Jeeps every once in a while. Um, and I was like, I was originally just going to do an eight and a quarter and a Dana thirty, you know, because that's standard Cherokee stuff, which is what I was going for with the buggy. It's like, you know. It's a stock four aw 4 231 with a SYE kit on it. Um, mm-hmm. And I was setting it up to have a front drive shaft in the rear and then a front drive shaft in the front with, like, an intermediate shaft and a carrier bearing that I pieced together for myself um, just so it was, like, super easy to fix, you know. I mean, you go to any park, you break something with that, you're like, hey, go over to the dude at the Cherokee, hey, you got a spare drive shaft or whatever, yep. you know. So that was the whole yeah. premise behind that thing was just like super simple, easily replaceable, wherever. And I, from the get-go, I had been joking. With my buddy Rob, he's Tudor Rob on Instagram, if you've seen any of his stuff. I've heard of him. It was a super clean oh, yeah. black Tudor, now is a 4500 class Ultra 4 Cherokee buggy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, check that out, too. I don't I think he might have... I don't know if he'd be interested in doing podcasts for, uh at least like look at it. Cause it's a sweet setup. Oh yeah. He's on nine inches front and rear.
3: The whole thing. That's a cool combo. Uh, yeah.
4: But, um, I just lost my train of thought.
3: And that train has left the station.
4: Yeah. Um, but we were joking. No, we were joking about just doing like a rear steer buggy. He was like, he's like, yo, that'd be kind of funny if we did like a, he did like a 30 in the rear or something, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, no, I don't know. That kind of seems complicated. I don't know if the drive shafts would line up or anything. Um, and so I kind of ditched that idea. Started, I got a truss for the eight and a quarter. And I was like doing the rear four link on the buggy with that. And then there was one day I was sitting there, I'm like doing the math and stuff. And I was like, really have another Dana 30 laying out back. Uh, it's only really like a couple hundred dollars more to do a rear steer setup, like realistically. Uh, so I dragged that thing out from the back barn. And, like, slapped it under there. And since it's so narrow, the offset from the transfer case output to the yoke is not that It's, like,
0: maybe a 30-degree difference. It's really not bad. Huh. Um, you got to think, too. There were stock Jeeps back in the day with that weird rear axle. I forget if it was the the, the Jeep Wagons or what they were. Yeah, they the, had that the Wagoneers. Yep. The old Wagoneers had an offset 44 in their rear. Yeah, um, so there's the, it's not new to have that rear be so offset. It's definitely not normal for a street car nowadays. But no, definitely not. So, but I mean, off ro-
4: for an off-road rig, it's not. Um,
0: it's not kind of. It's not kinda, It's not common
4: to see. Um, and most of the rear steer buggies nowadays, like all the moon buggies and stuff, um, yeah, some of those have some in- housings, right? Yeah, it's all custom, and uh, those things are just engineering like to the max like i've yeah. looked into some of those and it blows my mind and and i thought i was doing some interesting stuff and i look at those and i'm like wow somebody like really thought that out but the offset's not bad so i was like you know i'm gonna give that a try uh the shock mounting uh was basically in the exact same spot that i had had it on the eight and a quarter so i didn't have to mess with that and all of my link separation was pretty much exactly the same too uh for this rear four link so i think i have like a I think it's like maybe like a 60% anti-squat in the rear. Okay. Uh, I read 60? all the numbers on the 60? What? It's really low.
3: That but seems like excessively low.
4: So from my research, that's kind of a common number range for like these moon buggies. Huh. Because it pushes the rear axle down to the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, weird. so the so the so the body will pull up a little bit, but it keeps the rear tires planted. Yep. You combat that with a rear suck down winch.
3: I'm probably gonna get shit because I always say a different number every time because I <laughs> built this thing like a year ago and I'm retarded. But um I think I'm sitting around a hundred and twenty-ish in the front and a hundred and 11 to 118 somewhere sounds familiar in the rear
4: that's that's about a pretty pretty good number for like a just a normal trail rig is kind of like right around that 100 mark um because it it gives you good oh sorry oh what were you saying
3: sorry i like to run them high because i don't like the unloading aspect Um, yeah but it does make
1: sense though because that's that's literally using like the drag racer mindset of pushing the suspend like using the uh what would it be like the fucking rotational force of Yeah,
4: the well you're using yeah, you're using the, yeah, the drivetrain to kind of work for you.
1: Mhm. the
4: body
0: weird. the body's light too, right? So you're not Yeah. yeah the, so what's being pushed up isn't gonna necessarily <laughs> take the entire rig, the tires and the the unsprung weight
4: not yeah, the 30
0: um, has much. It's Probably more than yeah. your, your buggy, though.
4: Yeah, the uh, yeah. this whole chassis, I mean, I only did the math. I did rough math, so I'm not sure how accurate it's going to be. But I figured the whole thing is going to be about 2,800 pounds, all said and done. That's light. Which is Holy already shit. more than I want. I've already, like, overcomplicated this chassis. To, I already want to redo, like, the whole thing, but I'm not going to. I'll just build another one after I sell this one in, like, a year. Yeah, um uh, but uh yeah it should be about 2800 pounds the chassis itself i figured like all of the tubing and the drivetrain which is going to be like sprung weight should be around 1500 pounds so yeah you're wow. perfect So then then you get like another about a thousand pounds with the axles and tires and like links and the stuff that yeah. stays on the ground yep um
3: so
1: hopefully hopefully that's you know They'll probably they'll probably leave the ground every once in a while. End up on
4: probably, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's a uh, uh, low pinion thirty for the rear. Okay, Which makes, makes sense. sense. Which makes sense, right? Uh, standard rotation, not reverse rotation. So it should be stronger, being the low pinion in the rear, than if I put a high pinion in the rear. Yep. Uh, just because of the tooth, the way the teeth are going uh, between the ring and pinion, you're on the proper drive side of the tooth. Um, so we're gonna see how that does. This thing's definitely gonna be front heavy, just because the four liter weighs like it weighs a shitload. It's like five hundred pounds for the engine alone, pretty much.
0: Yeah, but that's yeah, so, I okay. Um, I, mean, I don't know if in a buggy application, but if I if, if I want... was here, he'd say that's a good thing probably well yeah i mean i know you want
4: you want weight in the front
0: if you're going up stuff you
4: really want your weight to be more so in the front and especially if you have a suck down winch in the front which i'll be running you can really pull that front end down so it doesn't pop back on you
3: yep and uh and i mean once you get that
4: front end over your obstacle it's just going to keep pulling you since all the weight's already over
3: real quick we're going to break the third wall here um Action Fab, if you disagree, feel free to shoot us a message. We'd love to hear your opinion on
4: this. <laughs> oh, definitely. I'm always looking for new information, so Great, somebody dude. who has somebody who has more experience than me, which is a lot of people, since I'm fairly new to this.
3: Um But you know, with the stuff that you're doing and the stuff that Chris was talking about, um it's It's been an interesting mental exercise in the back of my mind sitting there thinking about it and like, man, if I could find a set of JK axles and then something like an EOTech uh, to go in front of them with a 904 or similar Jeep transmission to a 231 100-inch wheelbase on like... I don't know if you guys have seen them, but the Maxis Roxilla uh, RZR thirty-five yeah. stick. Those
4: thirty-fives, yeah, those are sweet. That's what I was—I was planning on running a thirty-five inch on this, uh, and then Curtis had to hit me up with an offer to acquire his thirty-seven-inch Blue Labels.
3: All right, that makes sense. So now I have
4: those instead.
3: <laughs> but you know what I mean I feel like that could be kind of cool like a nice little 200 horsepower rig with tires that are not big enough to actually like kill the axles oh yeah long. definitely
4: I think like I said if like if you could find two JK 44s which would you'd probably be spending a lot of money on but that would be a really cool setup to do with this because they're a little bit wider a little bit stronger You know, not really that much of a difference in ground clearance for the diff between a 44 (laughs) and a 30.
3: I was thinking, like, even a JK Dana 30. Or even a 30. It's already
4: stronger than a Cherokee 30. And
3: it would be so light. Like, you know. Yeah. Aluminum engine, aluminum transmission, aluminum transfer case.
4: That's why I want to build another one of these, because I don't like the amount of cast iron that's in front of this thing. I'd like a four-cylinder engine of some variety just because it's going to be lighter. They're usually aluminum unless you get, like, a Jeep 2.5 or the whole thing's freaking cast iron. But, you know, hindsight's
3: twenty-twenty, so I'll just build another one. There yeah, it is. Um, and, like, something like a Rock Lizard chassis where it's really small and a lot of the critical stuff can be... It's already kind of been figured out, which given my current circumstances, would be a major benefit to me. I'm not trying to say that I can't do it, but, like, I really like the Rocklink kit where it comes with the uh, lower mount pre... Or you can order them with the lower suspension mounts in for a 4-link and do all of that stuff. So it's, like, a lot easier to kind of put the rig together and have it, like, cookie-cutter together.
4: Yeah, that was one of the chassis that I was kind of basing mine off of. There were several different, like the bigger name um, chassis
3: companies that I was looking at. Uh, or one of the Goat Built. Um, yeah, Goat Built. They're um, local. Or they're Bent, not unreasonably. Goat Built is like, I
4: think maybe an hour north of me. Oh, shit. They're, they're up in Wisconsin, and I'm like very close to the Wisconsin border.
3: All right. So then I was wrong on that. I was thinking, I think you might be right with Bent bent might
4: have been who bent, I was fab, bent fab bent uh, fab there's jesse Hines fabrication i think he's out west though yep yeah and then there's uh, i think wide bent, open designs yeah uh, one of my buddies has a wide open designs chassis um, that he's putting underneath a cj seven body that's sweet so that's a big project but yeah i've been looking at a bunch of like the smaller Crawler chassis companies, um, just to see because, like, you know, not everybody had like something that I 100% liked. You know, there's like, oh, I wish I could have done that a little bit differently or whatnot. So that's where I was like, well, I got all this tubing. Um, I'm just going to start building something. So I built like a base frame for the thing, firewall, and then I was messing with some different A pillars and stuff. I ended up going with a double A pillar just for looks, which it looks kind of adds a It looks good. I like how it looks. Um, But I've been looking at some of these other buggies and they have way less tubing. So it's like just places you can cut some weight out of. Yeah. Um, But I was like, it's the first time I've built a complete tube chassis before. So,
3: yeah. I mean, and part of the draw, I think to me is the fact that, you know, I've been wheeling such a heavy pig for so long now, you know, even my old ZJ buggy was a heavy pig, so the thought of wheeling something where the chassis is less than two thousand pounds and the total weights less than three when the chassis weighs
0: weighs less than the body of your Cherokee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
4: Because my Cherokees, I I never weighed it, but I'm estimating it's probably like forty five hundred pounds at least. At least. Yeah, uh, you're probably at, at, at a minimum.
0: With you know, probably.
4: Yeah. yeah but i mean i also cut off the whole roof so oh, true and what do you think
0: 300
4: no, uh yeah. no it's just a 231 right now still oh, and it's okay, you're heat. saving some weight a little bit yeah but that's i have a 300 on the shelf that i've been meaning to put in it so it's just like the thing's just gonna get heavier
0: yeah that's my so. issue with mine right now is i'm i'm stiffening the front up i'm adding way more metal and i'm just adding the pounds just every yeah. time i put a new plate on them like here here's another 10 pounds that's how i
4: feel with the buggy now because i'm like i want it to be lighter you know i've got some like little boatside side sheet uh plates that i've been putting on it and stuff i'm like man i feel like this thing's just gonna be really heavy even you though it's it realistically work. not no it's all steel no, it's, it's, stuff, it's stuff that i have laying around
0: yeah buy some aluminum keep it lighter yeah, but I'm keeping my my pocket lighter with this yeah. thing. Cause, <laughs> yes. No, you're yeah. keeping your pocket heavier too. you just gonna po- be heavier right, yeah, all yeah. around. I'm keeping my
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not. I'm realistically not gonna have a whole lot of money into this buggy though, comparatively. So that's kind of part of what was driving me on this thing too. Um, which is part of why I was like doing a Dana 30. It's like mostly all used parts and stuff. Um, I'm yeah, like, you know, it sweet. gave me a chance to experiment. It's a dual-triangulated four-link in the front and rear.
0: Yeah,
3: it'd be which, wild. looks like you have that is,
0: packaged in the traditional manner with the outers where the rocker would be. Yeah, as a pretty much. buggy. Uh, that is all, a yeah, it's
4: still a rocker. I, I, that's what I was calling that, like a rocker line there. But yeah, lowers uh, come into a point in the middle on the bottom of the belly, and then uh, uppers on all four corners are like kind of out at that rocker line. Yep. And then come inward. So, and it seems like it'll flex out really well. The one picture that's on my Instagram with it flexed out, um, I was using my engine hoist to pick the thing up cuz I don't have a lift either. I mean, I work out of like a an old barn. So it's it's pretty like simple stuff like, you know, I use angle grinders, a tube bender and and like floor
0: jacks. So now you need Luke needs that sign uh, that you got in the back there, the yellow. Oh one. yeah, yeah. Was, uh, I get a lot of comments. Area. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've now. got some.
4: I've got some good signs hanging up in there. If you look at some of the other pictures, um, the the main staple of the shop is this giant nuts sign.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
4: Here, I'll show you this. Do I you I can have
3: see like bits and pieces of it. Because I feel like uh, uh,
4: I I, were... I do not. I have not acquired one yet. Waltz, but I was man. there. I was there for the original Deception. Deception, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah, <laughs> I was there for that. So that's <laughs> that's been a fun that's been a fun gig to just mess around with online, but um. Yeah, so, so I flexed this, small.
3: flex
4: this flex this buggy what?
3: The buggy. What? Just like the general size of the you know, everything is oh. super compact. I can't yeah. get over that.
4: The so the body, if you would call it body, the actual chassis is like fifty-three inches from outside a tube to outside a tube. Wow. Which uh, is about it's about ten inches narrower than the Cherokee body. Um, the track width, like outside of tire to outside of tire, is 73 inches, which my oh Cherokee my is 83 inches.
0: who's going to say? So
4: 10, 10 inches narrower than my Cherokee. I'm running, wow. it's, it's 111 inch wheelbase just because that's where everything kind of worked out. Um, and like pushing the front axle far enough forward to where you mostly clear the engine and can get a suck down winch on it. Kind of kills your chance of like a, a sh- like a mid-range wheelbase, you know? and not having your rear tires be like on your back so yeah you... but it's uh it's really skinny all over um it's right hand drive didn't mention that before oh yeah that's uh, uh what um yeah, it's right hand
3: drive uh just I for guess that's kind of simple because it's hydro right yeah
4: it's full hydro so it's just an orbital so you can put it wherever you want there's no steering box and with the with the chassis so with the chassis being as narrow as it is there's a lot more room on the passenger side to fit a brake booster being Uh, as the intake and exhaust manifold are not sticking out like eight inches or whatever from the side of the block um so there's a lot more a lot more room to put it over there there's also a little bit better foot room with where the gas pedal and the brake pedal are to like how the chassis kind of curves around the drivetrain and stuff. So everything just fit way better that way. Um, Plus, I just thought it'd be really interesting to wheel something right-hand drive because you get a completely new outlook on like every line that you've ever taken at your local park. Yeah, this is true. And And you're able to see all four tires sitting in the seat. So it's not like you're really losing any visibility or anything. You know, you can look down through the passenger wheel well and see the left front tire. You can see the right front tire right in front of your feet. If you look back in between the seats, you can see left, left rear, and then if you look over your other shoulder, you can see the right rear tire. So, super open for visibility, rear mount radiator behind you, which helps keep the front end really small. So that's right behind the seats, and then the fuel cells behind that, hoping to get like a good 100 or 120 pounds worth of fuel at the back of the chassis to even sure. out the weight yeah. a little bit. Even it.
1: And you're not nervous about it overheating and popping the radiator on your back with really hot water?
4: Uh, I'm going to put a couple of panels back there, um, kind of over the radiator hose and cap spots. So it can't really shoot up or into the back of the seat to kind of give a little bit of protection, probably just some plexiglass or something to kind of keep the splash out of the way if something were to go bad. But a lot of the buggies that I see, they're all running rear mount radiators and none of them have panels or anything back there. So I was
0: going to say, I don't know but, if I've ever seen a buggy in New England. Maybe I'm totally wrong. And uh, if anybody from New England who has a buggy with a radiator that's shielded uh, from you, that's rear mounted.
1: Uh, well, you're supposed to, because if it does pop, you'll literally scald your fucking skin.
4: Oh, yeah. And yeah. I don't really want to do that. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to put some paneling behind the seats to try and keep any sort of spray that would come out from, like, getting onto you. You might get, like, a little bit of a mist or something, I would think, from how the panels are going to sit. Uh, but all, of, like, the main bulk of, like, a line bursting or something would just go into a panel and, and not onto you. Hot, just yeah, for safety. And then at the footwells i'm gonna have some plexiglass too some thick stuff so i don't shoot any rocks or anything back at me i'm gonna be running um zj cv shafts at least in the front axle instead of u-joint shafts um that's a
3: ring and pinion
4: well yeah that's a it's a debatable topic in itself is those shafts but um one so that's a little bit less strain on the front differential itself. And where you're sitting in this buggy, you're basically looking straight at the U joints. Um, and if one of those were to pop and shoot out, I'd prefer to not have a U joint X flying into me. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, with reason. some wheel speed. So having a CV, the CV will just strip out, is generally what happens. You know, so, you'll yeah. vaporize one of the CV bearing balls that are in there and start clicking.
0: Now, I've heard. And I know some people say it's the ZJ CVs. Uh, I've heard that the the strongest axle shaft, the factory axle shaft that you can get for a thirty, is the ABS um, with the with that.
4: Yeah, yeah, with the tone ring. That's tone what ring I have.
0: They're yeah. from like a ninety eight ZJ,
4: uh, a five nine ZJ. Mm-hmm. The the Niners, if you. I have the slang for
3: that. Um, I'm talking about the ones with the 760 U joint in them, not the CVs. Am I reading the room wrong? No, no, yeah. It is. So, I am talking about the U joint ones,
0: though. Those are stronger. Oh, they say they're stronger because they, uh, you know, that that actual ring adds mass to the base of that, so it can't.
3: Uh, that's can't actually flex not as much. what it is. I've got a couple, or I had a couple sets of them at the shop. They have a thicker ear. The huge uh, ones, ones, yeah. Is thicker on the Which, those
4: are those are later... I don't know if those are the ZJs particularly, but those are like the later years of the 30s.
3: Yeah, if it's got the ABS tone rings, you get the Dana 35, but at least you get cool stub shafts and counters. Yeah. yeah. You get a stronger so those, front axle and a weaker rear axle. Yeah.
4: Perfect yeah. logic. Um, cool. But these, these CV shafts, though, I mean... They were only in the V8 Grand Cherokees, too, which is... I mean, most manufacturers will beef up certain things for a reason. Fair. So, you know, they went to a CV shaft under the V8 only, which is like... But they also went to the uh,
3: 249s in them. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point, too. So, they went with the... From my understanding in my time with my V8 ZJ, the reasoning being was because that transfer case uh, is putting constant pressure under it compared to like your four-wheel drive and two-wheel drive. Um, where I had a Jeep with a 242 in it, and if you put it into the all-wheel drive mode, you could still feel the U-joints. You could not feel that in my ZJ with the CVs.
4: I have a 242 in my daily driver Comanche. Um, and you can sometimes feel the U-joints when you have it in like the all-wheel drive.
3: Yeah. It just so kind of
4: depends.
3: I depends think on how sharp hard. of a turn
4: you're taking, too, even. Yeah. And how worn the, out everything is. <laughs> the
3: 242 is really nice in the snow, though.
4: That's that why be. I left it in there. Just because that's my winner daily, so
3: that it's nice to little not little have to. The inside.
4: You know, it wasn't ever a beautiful Comanche from the get go, so still, still the best
3: one. Little on the inside. You don't want it's,
4: the pretty ones. No, I mean, It's it's, I got a, it's pretty clean. I had to do the floor pans in it. I swapped an entire so drivetrain. Who are you kidding? No, you did floors in it. <laughs> I did do floors in it. The frame rails are pretty okay. Um, but yeah, that was a, it was an 87. It's got a 92 Cherokee drivetrain and wiring harness in it. Nice. Did you do the ah, front uh, clip swap or is
3: like it a basket case? I did.
0: I did not do the front. It's okay, all so it's still original. Cool. It's still original. I don't know uh, I I about the clip swaps. I don't mind them, but um, I also like the original I, flare.
4: Yeah, it depends. It depends on the build for me. Cause some of the Comanches that I see with the swap, I really like some of them. I don't. So it's like a hit or miss thing for me, I think, but I like the old style on the Comanches, so I left it on there. But I wanted to get out of the Renix because it had a Renix in it, so
3: now it's just got a high output. There you go. Yeah, so from 180 horsepower to 195. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't
4: you don't have to worry about all the stupid vacuum
0: bullshit. So oh my
3: god, you don't That's have a dizzy door. anymore.
0: It's just a coil pack. It's just the. You know that now, strip of yeah. Pa- power. Yeah, it's perfect. Way better.
4: I mean, and I know some people swear by the Renixes. I just don't understand them enough to um, have that same. It's 92 uh, feeling.
3: 92 got the dizzy. I thought he said it was a 92. It's a oh, 92 drivetrain.
0: Oh, never mind. It's
4: Sorry. it's OBD one, but I mean, it's not. No, it's not. A, that's that's like 2000 and 2001 that had yeah. that. Oh, I. Don't, I, don't like I that me, but I don't. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that. Oh, that's fair. I mean, I try to avoid <laughs> water, though. So I've never...
3: Oh uh, got s- chunks of distributor... Or the uh, cap. Just chunks of the distributor cap sitting down in there. I should have taken pictures when I pulled all that apart. It was great. Yeah. It's rough. I don't know.
0: I've, I'm going to... One of these days, it's going to bite me in the ass. Never swapped that coil pack... Never done anything to it. I change the spark plugs once every, like, four years, and it just keeps going. Never has any problems. Uh, As long as you don't touch them. I mean, Uh, my high school... It can't go out of timing. It can't do any stupid shit with that plastic cap in there. Antiquated technology, I'm telling you. Yeah.
4: (laughs) The only problem that I ever had, because my high school Cherokee was a 2000... I had the old three three one head problem. Oh, I did crack, too. You swap it, it with a clear head.
0: water and it'll it'll
4: run forever. Oh, that's I just crazy. swapped it with a, a ninety-eight head, which was a zero six three zero casting. Yep. Um and I just had to do some exhaust work. Uh but I also don't have emissions out here, so I just used a ninety-eight manifold and got rid of all that pre cat stuff. Hell
1: yeah. So
0: that's about where I'm at, except I didn't do a junkyard head. I got a new head. This was I, 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 I it was the first thing I ever did to that Jeep. I bought it stock. <laughs> And then I, you know, noticed it. I was losing coolant in the oil and, and whatnot. And, you know, first so, job. Oh. I wasn't comfortable enough to pull a junkyard head off of a motor to put on or put a new motor in it at that point. I went, what am I saying? I went to put a head on it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Put I feel, well, her. I mean, yeah, that was
4: a junkyard one. I, pulled, I went, went to the junkyard, pulled it. The thing had been gone through, the one that I'd taken out, it had been gone through because, like, the fr- one of the front head bolts goes through the coolant jacket
2: mm-hmm.
4: and like the proper way to seal it is like a sealant um and yeah, not tef- and works. not teflon tape but the <laughs> cheap way to do it is teflon tape and this one had teflon tape on it so i was like well somebody's had this head off before it was really clean um but i ended up like just taking the whole thing apart when i was at in school because i got a degree in automotive technology so I have my one engine class. I pulled the whole thing apart, like cleaned up all the heads, and then I shipped the head to get resurfaced, and then slapped the thing on, and then it was fine. So, you know,
3: really quick, stupid random tech note about Renix and some of the other stuff. Um, you can use a Renix cam as a turbo cam with a more modern head that's got the larger ports in it.
4: You can use it for a stroker, too.
3: Yes, you can. It's uh, got a bigger, it's got a bigger lift to it. It oh. does, and it works really well as a poor boy turbo cam or a poor yeah. boy stroker cam.
4: Yep, if you do like a poor boy like four two or four three stroker, that's like the go to cam.
1: Huh. Never do. Or
4: or or one of the cams out of like the old like four two
0: IJs. Yeah, I've heard the four two stuff is uh
3: good for strokers. Just in general. Yeah. yeah I, I never Lower and then different rods. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that is a, I feel like that's not a very common tech thing that people know about. I feel like everybody talks about it, but nobody does it. If you have a four, two stroker thing,
4: that's true. I feel like not a lot of people actually do strokers though, too. Yeah, because be I mean, honest, it, especially though. now LS swaps are so common and so easy. Yep. Nobody wants to put the money into a four liter to make it into anything
3: different. So, I'm gonna pull up my stump. By the time that you have spent the money on a 4.6 stroker to build it really well, you are at the point almost of a junkyard LS with Holley fuel injection,
4: and I mean, like easily, love. easily another hundred horsepower.
3: Yeah, and so reliability um i it's huge
4: i always see problems with strokers people have overheating problems especially when they get into those higher like 4.6 4.7 range
3: uh, it's 4.7 and up the 4.6 is just a minor line or yeah um, yeah once you
4: once you start boring that out and those walls get kind of thin things start to yeah. get hot so overheating
0: problems with the factory motor and it's the not poor, yeah. a Good Hicks. cooling system. Vapor I be- lock. <laughs>
3: I believe the no, it's not the vapor Hicks lock.
0: 10,
4: no, no. Over. Oh,
0: well, that's usually a, a that
4: usually yeah. comes with the overheating, though.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It used um, to do it, and then it stopped. I had, for like first two years I owned the thing, nothing but problems with the vapor lock, and then all of a sudden, just no more. Just wasn't a problem. You just don't know. you just
4: put your foot to the floor when you start it and
0: yeah I guess clear out <laughs> I guess, with I stopped limiter
3: good uh it it stopped giving me shit yeah my 98 was terrible about vapor locking and then I aluminum wrap or like that tape that's got like the uh reflective surface yeah there, uh the fuel rail and after I did that and uh realized that I had to hold my foot to the floor if it started acting up, it never acted up again that's
4: that's one of the like the things that a lot of people are scared about uh is limiter which i'm not scared of but that's like people are like oh i keep having problems with the vapor lock i'm like well the thing the easy solution if you're having that issue is to like put your foot to the floor because then you're just forcing that gas the vaporized gas out of that fuel rail to clear it out with that fresh like liquid gasoline (laughs) the nice cool yeah, it's like you've got to do it you've got it that's like how that's the easiest way to do it unless you want to sit there for however long to let it cool down yep and it's especially with the newer style cherokees that do not have return fuel systems Yep. you know uh, it just it just gets stuck in there
3: they'll do it though
4: yeah well it's because it's getting cycled back so you get the the returnless ones which is most of them unless it's like an old older cherokee so, I don't so it just inserted. gets stuck in there. I don't, I don't remember. remember. I think it was a. Because some of them
0: do have I think in the beginning
4: young. of the yeah, I think the the early nineties was hit or miss, depending
0: on. I um.
4: Because I'm, I'm pretty sure the ninety this. the ninety two um, that
0: I.
3: Is yours returnless? Sorry to cut you off. Oh your does not have a return. Um, I think the cutoff was ninety five.
4: It was somewhere it, in the like the first half of the 90s.
3: I've dealt with a 96 that did not have a return line, and I know I've worked on 95s that have had the return line, and my buddy's 94 has the return line.
4: 96 is not return, and I know that's that because that's the drivetrain that's in my buggy. 96 is, honestly, if you're doing a buggy, this is like a little tech thing, if you're going to be doing any sort of buggy or standalone wiring or anything for a four liter 96 is kind of the year to do that with because all of the all of the
3: important cherokees
4: it's a crappy year it's the first year of obd2 though because that was when it was like across the board standardized was 96 so you have an obd2 port that is part of the engine bay harness and not part of the Body side harness because if you get into a 97 98, that OBD2 port is part of the internal harness and it goes into a big bulkhead connector. Yep, I know at you're the firewall. About. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the 96s, it's its own little pigtail that comes off of the engine bay harness and goes through the firewall. That's so you have cool. ev- everything on the 96 is on the engine bay. So you have your trans controller, your PCM, it's a new style PCM, the three plug. Mm hmm. And then you have your OBD2 port on it. So you, and I'm in the middle of stripping down this harness so that I don't have a whole lot of wiring, which is why I'm bringing this up. You really, I mean, you have to go through some of the stuff uh, that, like, goes to the column for ignition and a few other, like, random things. But for the most part, you don't need, like, any of the body wiring. You only need the engine bay. Oh. So, like, if you're trying to do a buggy or if you're trying to simplify something and keep a 4 liter... It's kind of the year to go to, I think personally. After cutting out wiring and stuff from my '97, um, there's it's like a little bit simpler of a of a setup.
3: My '97 still got all the original wiring in it. I've never bothered to actually cut it out. Yeah, I noticed um, when I built your floor. That's kind. Of, it's kind oh, of a
4: fuck off. Tr- that was in the rear. That's kind of a tricky thing to do is cutting some of that out because. Some of the wiring's really weird. When I was going through the wiring on my Cherokee, when I did, I mean, I had the whole dash out to do the cage and everything, so I stripped out a bunch of wiring. Um, little did I know, the some of the wires that feed that little bottom row of like cigarette lighters and switches, very important. Some of the, very important. They feed the cluster. Yeah, they feed part of the cluster. Didn't know that. Snipped a bunch of those. You know, I was like, well, my my. None of my gauges are working or anything now, so
0: that was a yeah. whole fun thing. Yeah, it's it's funky what goes to that. Uh, what the the cluster reads off a lot. It relies on a lot of things. We had, we mentioned a a while ago at this point. I was having issues with my cluster occasionally going out, and it was those bolts that hold the dashboard in. Those two side bolts that look like they're just. Oh yeah. Those are massive ground bolts for everything, and if one of yeah. them is loose or both of them are loose, you have all sorts of problems. Yeah, I was a lot of in the by... it was a fucking self-tapper. A rotted self-tapper was the only ground to my dashboard through those bolts. Yikes! And who would have thought that that's what? Yeah, you know... I mean a lot. And a lot of those, a lot of the grounds for the whole dashboard, they grounded
4: like those metal side brackets that those bolts are on, and nobody, you know, who's gonna pay attention to that? Like yeah. even so if anything. You can have intermittent issues, so it's just... Yeah, funny. I was having a problem. The uh, fuel pump ground is back at the rear corner, back in like that um, driver's side quarter well. Yep, I learned about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I found out about that. I was having problems uh, down at S'more last year with my fuel pump not wanting to go. You know, I got stuck like halfway a couple hills and my fuel pump was dead. I was like, what the heck's going on? I'm like, I know it's a good pump. Turns out the ground back there that I had loosened up some and wasn't connecting right.
3: Tightened it up and it started right up, right?
4: Yeah, well, I did drive it on a M12 Milwaukee battery, jumpered into the fuel pump (laughs) for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) That does work. If anybody's wondering, if you have an issue with your wiring and you need your fuel pump to run so the rest of the Jeep can run, you unplug that connector, Uh, If you carry, and I don't know how many people carry electrical stuff, I carry a bag's worth of electrical stuff just to fix whatever. Jumper wires, jumper wired that into two of the terminals on an M12, so it's still a 12-volt system, and that ran my fuel pump. I was able to drive off the trail until
0: I could figure out. If you want to go fast, use the M18.
4: I probably <laughs> so. I, I was a little scared that I was going to burn that pump out if I was running an M18, but. Yeah, yeah I bet you would. Yeah. Yeah. It would not understand. last as long.
3: <laughs> you get like 60 extra horsepower from the amount of pure fuel pressure yeah. that's getting ramped <laughs> inside that
0: thing. And it would probably just lock up. I bet you you'd you just be dumping it, gas. It, yeah, the
3: it, it would it, it wouldn't be, be <laughs> No.
4: It Way only runs short. on
3: rev limiter, and it's still Pretty running prob- rich at rev limiter. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Probably so. That's why I was like, yeah, I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to take Every that. Every
3: time it goes to cut fuel, you get a massive fireball <laughs> out of the tailpipe.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Yeah. So...
3: All right. So, Keep it on um, the
0: no, you.
4: Look what were you cool. saying?
3: I was going to ask, where are you planning on wheeling this? Because you said that you were coming more and more southern, and... You know, we got Choco down here. We got AOP. We got Windrock. Um, Maybe at some point this year, once I have a better idea what my schedule is going to be, because my work schedule is about to change, um, I want to get together a decent-sized Windrock group. When do you think that would be? Because I'm doing Harlan for the 4th of July. um, I'm I'm, like October. Because down here the summers are kind are of warm long. yeah so oh it they're hot up here too i'll be
4: wheeling in the middle of summer here and it's like 80 degrees on the trail
3: it's like in like the middle of july
4: but okay well, that's no even humidity. worse oh it's so humid up here it's terrible that's the worst part about the, like the midwest like the proper we don't midwest. have
3: humidity where i'm at but like if i go and hang out with trail trash I went from running down there to drop my tubing bender off with the windows down, to windows up, air conditioning cranked on my trip there, and the opposite on the trip back. We're yeah. lucky because of the mountains, but if you're playing around in the mountains here, it's not bad for humidity. Yeah, that's good. I gotta.
4: I'm probably only doing. I think my only southern trips this year are going to be s'more which is missouri it's not like that far south i guess that's more similar to the midwest wheeling um and then harlan and mostly strictly because of gas prices
3: you know what dude i can't fault you on that but i might go and harass you at harlan i
4: mean i'll be well i'll be there with a a good couple of guys for the fourth of july so if you're bored i'll be there
3: I gotta see what my work schedule is like because now I'm going on this rotating shift where I might only have the fourth off. So, we'll be wheeling on on
4: the fourth. I think we're planning on wheeling like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday that weekend.
3: Fair enough. So, we're gonna make it a long weekend there. I'll definitely let you know. And it's like, it's not that bad for a day trip. Uh, I can't do the whole park if I do a day trip, but it's only three hours.
4: Oh, that's like how far it is for me to go to the Badlands. It's like three, three and a half hours.
3: It's like ten it's, like ten. it's like ten hours
4: to get down to Harlan for me, though.
3: This is gonna kill you. I'm an hour from Wind or an hour from AOP and an hour and a half from Windrock.
4: Well, Windrock and Harlan are like two hours apart, aren't they? Yeah. Like they're real close. Uh, AOP I need to move. And Par-
3: or AOP and Windrock are really close. Uh, they're a half hour away from each other. Like you could drive a buggy between the two of them. I need to move. You do. <laughs> Tennessee Dude, is great.
4: That's where I would probably go to is Tennessee. Yeah.
3: Kentu- Kentucky.
4: Kentucky's a little bit too redneck for me. Gonna be honest.
3: Um. You um, might want to consider Tennessee again, then, because Tennessee and Kentucky are about the same level of redneck. Well, so
4: the only the only reason I say that is because when I was going down to Harlan in 2020, um, you know, once I had my brother's truck, which is a super clean crew cab short bed Sierra 1500 HD. So it's like a six liter, you know, mm-hmm. super clean truck. I'm cruising at like 11 o'clock and this random Tahoe, I don't even know where it came out of. I'm like the only one on the road. This Tahoe just comes out of nowhere. There's like five dudes deep in this thing. They roll all the windows down. I like look over at them. The dude drive and like drops this thing in neutral, bangs it off with a limiter. And these dudes just like yelling out the windows and he like slams it back into drive and just hauls it off. And I was like, what just happened, dude?
0: (laughs) That's amazing. What is going
4: on? Like a half rusted, like 2000s Tahoe. I was like, what the hell is going on, dude? (laughs) So
3: Harlan is one of the poorest areas in Kentucky and like around here. Um. I so you're going to get a lot of that and you're yeah. going to get a lot of that in like uh, Southern Tennessee has a lot of poor areas where you're going to see a lot of that stuff too. Like I've been trailering the Jeep um, or even we picked up a red 94 for my buddy and coming back we had people like doing similar stuff on the highway. Um, by the Yos. way, stay out of Ranger Georgia. Whatever. Ranger do, Georgia that is a weird freaking town like
4: do you know what's you want to know what's weird is northern Wisconsin um there's like there's African
3: a Canadian theres a,
4: yeah so there's a private park up there um so well it's a private property it's Apple Valley farms um it's a like a private wheeling club up there on like an active farm there's some trails and stuff that they have up there. And I went up there last summer because I heard about it. And it's like four and a half hours north of me up into Wisconsin. And uh, I was like, oh, it sounds pretty cool. I'm going to go up there. i seen pictures of it. like, And everybody talked to, like, there's, like, bouncers that go there and stuff. They did a, uh, I think, Busted Knuckle did a video there in the middle of COVID. Hmm. Uh, they had some bouncers that went up there. If you look look that up, Apple Valley Farms, Busted Knuckle. Um as part of like their corona breakout series that they did yeah so i was like all right that looks pretty cool you know busted not going up there. there's got to be some cool stuff We get up there this place is off of like 27 and a quarter street or something like that what like they didn't use whole numbers for their streets like it was like oh yeah look like, at that freak.
0: 2401 a quarter and a quarter yeah as. yeah <laughs> I was
4: like, what is going on? Like, all of the streets were like that. There's, like, we went up to some town. So the wheeling there, you either have to have, like, a full-blown bouncer or, like, a track around, like, 31s to have a good time there, in my opinion. Because it's either just, like, super gnarly hill climb bouncer stuff or just, like, trail riding. And so, like, you know, I went there on 37s, and uh, I was like, I wheeled for like a day, and I was like, "All right, oh, well, that's like it. There's not really anything that great." So that night, we like went to some town up there. I don't even remember what it was. We went to some bowling alley. It was like a three-lane bowling alley. Wow. And uh, like all of the streets in that place, it was like six and a quarter, six and a half, six and three quarter. What? I'm Did like,
1: you just, what? Can't oh, <laughs> I and they think to do so. Like quarters and halves, because at least when we hit so. ten, they could be like, "Oh shit, we'll just start with one again." <laughs> Yeah, I was like,
4: what is going on? And then everybody up there, um, my one buddy that was with me, he slashed a sidewall. So we went to this place, this tire place. He's on the phone with them. And the guy was like, yeah, we can probably put a boot on that for you. And I'm like, what, are you, what do you mean a, a boot? Like, what's a boot? Like, what? We <laughs> there, these dudes have, like, the heaviest, like, Canadian, like, American accent ever. She so was like, yeah, we'll throw, a, we'll throw a boot on there and, like, a tube in it for you. And here a boot a boot, he's calling it a boot, it's just like a really big, like a tractor tire patch, you know, like the big rectangle ones.
1: Oh god. okay. So he
4: throws one of those on there and then he puts an inner tube in it. Oh my god. And then he like,
1: straight down is... the highway like that?
4: No, no. We took his oh. truck up there to grab it. We left his Jeep at the like campground. Uh, the bonfire that they have at that place for their little event, because they only open it up like two times a year to the public. They have a huge bonfire. I'll give them that. That bonfire is pretty kick ass. Um they have like one of those like logging claw machines, like putting like trees on this bonfire. Jesus. So it was pretty that was pretty legit, but the wheeling, like for like a mid sized rig, like I have. I think mine's like kind of a mid sized rig anyway, my Cherokee. Um, it wasn't really the best, but that flight it was so weird. I was like, I don't even know what is going on with all of these street names. And then there was like, there was like 27,840th Avenue or something like that. Like they had like the halves and then they just skipped it and went into the thousands. I was like, That's amazing. <laughs> like what's going on up there? Well, at least uh, if they do
1: thousands, they only have to count up to like maybe like I don't know, they could probably go up to But
4: like, I mean that's one of the, the things market. where they're like well we'll just put all of the numbers in a row so we just have to like go up the like
3: numerical order, you know? One, no, two,
4: three, four, five, six road. <laughs> road.
3: What if I'm going into the mountains, right? There's uh road like the turn off is uh Decent bit past these, but there's Bouncing Ball Road and Lad Springs Road, what? and then you cross Lad Springs and you go down past Ball Play. What? The- <laughs> <Yep>. Ball
1: Play? <laughs> ball Play. What the fuck? Somebody oh, no, was no. like, I get to name that street because I built my house on it first. All right, let me think about it. Let me think about <laughs> yeah.
4: something good here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All play. All right. <laughs> hey, honey. Way. Hey,
4: honey. What do you think we should name this street?
1: <laughs> well, you like your nuts tickles. am not? Ball <laughs> oh, shit.
3: Yeah. Uh, if you miss your turn for Old Highway, you have to go down Brush Town. Brush
1: Town? Dude, what the fuck? Uh, dude. I... Going
0: down to essay. Brush Town.
1: But oh, like you were in Wisconsin. Was it? Was it like Northern Minnesota in that sense, where they just really sounded like they should have been Canadian, but they're... Oh,
4: yeah. Uh, 100%. That was exactly it. Uh, Like, just super, like... Yeah, super Minnesota. Like, the old, long old, like, Minnesota...
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like,
4: we're, we're gonna put a boot. we we'll put a boot on there for you. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> Sorry to anybody from Wisconsin. Yeah, no. Arizona. Yeah, get fucked. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah.
4: That's what it was. I was like, I was like, I can hardly understand this kid. This kid was like 16 years old that was this tire repair too. <laughs> oh God, that's
3: amazing. Oh man. Like, what is going on, dude? Jesus. Down here. Crazy. We can get a patch on there, y'all. Uh, give that, some- yeah. Give us a quarter hour. Quarter hour.
4: Quarter hour. I say quarter. Dude, when we were in when we were at Harlan, we got called Yankees. Really? Yeah. Yeah, by by some chick by some chick that lived in southern Ohio. And I was like, You're technically a Yankee too. Yes. Like Ohio Ohio (laughs) was a northern state. I used to live in Ohio, so I should know that. I'm like she was from like (laughs) southern Ohio.
1: She has oh, she has the the Confederate flag tramp stamp with the two like the dueling revolvers Probably, so she's not a Yankee was, anymore, you know. <laughs> this was the same
4: this was the same chick who almost fell face first into a fire.
1: Oh fuck.
4: Like she was that like blackout drunk cuz they're like the next campsite over from us. They made a fire like in the middle of like the gravel driveway in the campground you know yeah. and she's like sitting there in like a chair she's sitting in like a camp chair and then just like falls straight forward like right next to the fire oh my damn chick so i was like i don't really know this is this is new to me <laughs> i'm just used to i'm just used to people saying oh, let me sneak past you. like <laughs> I'd rather stick with that than getting called <laughs> a Yankee for no reason.
3: Oh, like, there's, <laughs> there's only one way to reply to that, and it's damn Yankee to you.
1: Damn Yankee
3: to you? <laughs> I have to, have to keep that in mind when I go back down there. Uh, a lot of people down here don't know how to respond to that. And I can you have see to that. say it aggressively. Yeah. But, but
1: that's just, what they want. Con-
4: call... get some conviction going there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then again, though, they're calling you. Damn a
4: Yankee to
3: you, life. lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> um. Yeah.
0: Well, I so, I know we've been on a massive tangent about roads and Yankees and uh, ball <laughs> play. play. <laughs> <laughs> But I do want to, uh, I want to circle back a little bit here, and talk talk about your your red Jeep and the uh, the front tube work that you did because you're doing something okay. really similar, and we mentioned this before we started to what I'm working on with the uh, the tube behind the grill. Yes. And it looks like you did it a little differently than how I'm doing it, and I just want to pick your brain as to here. Um, let me. Uh, why I don't even know what pictures are on my. So that whole idea was
4: i stole a lot of ideas from my buddy rob um he's been doing jeeps a lot longer he's had his cherokee longer than i've had my driver's license (laughs) so he knows a thing or two um he had had an engine cage on his cherokee before all of the cherokee was tubing and no cherokee yeah um but so he had the hybrid cage he did inch and a half um that went like from the a pillars inside of the fender and then around the front and then it had like drop downs to the bumper and then some kick downs back mine is inside of the fenders because my my a pillars are internal technically gotcha um so i have i drilled through the firewall um when i did my original cage i did the engine cage after the fact did the uh the main cage I had two like stems so to speak that came through the firewall with tube couplers on them and I just left those there uh, until I could get back around to doing the engine cage
0: so those so you did run... beforehand intending to do an engine cage in the future
4: yes cool okay. I was I was planning ahead because um, you can't I mean as opposed to your hybrid cage where the a pillar is completely external and accessible
0: yeah, you, once it's gone you can't go back yeah
4: basically once that's tucked in between the a pillar and the firewall like Mm -hmm. you can't really get to the back side of it to weld a tube onto Yep. so those i did you know knowing that i was going to be doing an engine cage um so those ran uh i know it's my engine cage is inch and a half it fits way better up there than trying to squeeze one and three quarter if you're trying to keep
0: fenders and a header panel so that that's all inch and a half
4: this is it's all inch and a half okay. that's in the
0: engine bay. That makes sense because um, I was gonna say it looks all the the fitment is way different than what I'm doing. That yeah, if you're if lawn, you're using one and three quarter, um, it's gonna be tight. But I can make it. It'll be I've really already, tight. I've already cleared it all, and I've actually ground off inside of that header panel to make things fit, and I've had it. Yeah, all together. I took. I With, think
4: the only two.
0: Bolts that hold my header panel on at the top or the very outside two? See, mine are the opposite because the outer ones are the only That's ones how... that I that I can't I can't tuck under with the tube because the way mine sits is a little lower than yours, it looks like. So yeah. if it's low, it it dodges all of them, but those external two are a little lower on the um, on the post because of the slope the header panel has. So I had to grind them all away. That's how Rob's,
4: my buddy Rob's, was too, um, because he had the external. Um, so that's, like, right where those blow through is there. So he had that whole top, like, L bracket that holds the other, like, five bolts or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what held his on. But mine's kind of the other way around. That whole top core yeah, support. Yeah,
0: your, your entire core support was cut. It's cut basically in half. Um, so hey, you're, I think you're just some... mounting it off those two? You don't have any issues with it? Flexing on you.
4: The only issue that I had with the flexing was when my buddy
0: backed into it. uh,
4: Ah, yeah, that'll do. And it kind of, it kind of cracked in the middle, like right where the kind of right around where the jeep is. It's cracked a little bit because it flexed some because he hit the one corner, which was the same corner that I smacked into, like a log
0: uh, at some point. So fairly flexible for what they are. I ripped mine backwards. Thank God I didn't have all the bolts in it, or it would have just destroyed the all the mounting. I ripped it backwards off a tree and it snapped Ooh. back into place and it's still the same header panel. You can barely tell that it was basically.
3: Yeah. That was hilarious. But oh, yeah. I put
4: mine forward into something and it like pushed the uh, fender back a little bit. Yeah. So I like if you look well. in some of the pictures, there's like some damage on the bottom corner and I've like, I did some drift stitches, you know, zip ties,
0: drilled some holes <laughs> and zip ties. It oh all yeah, together. yeah. I can see it. Um, Huh, that's, that's weird, because I smashed mine, it crushed the fender, and that header panel just didn't didn't give a fuck, it, it's still in one piece. It's got one I mean, crack on that bottom, like, thin rail, but, I mean, it, it's broken all the way through there, That's I guess that's where it's flexing, but...
4: Yeah, I went into, it was like a downed tree or something on one of the trails in Harlan, and I, like, drove into it, so it was like a pretty rough like back of a stump type of thing yeah so it kind of did a little bit of damage but it didn't take anything out too major but yeah that whole middle crossbar um i don't know how yours is sitting but that one it sits just over the radiator so if i were to come down on an upside down i'd be hitting the tube and not the radiator
0: Mm, okay
4: and it's pretty tight i don't know if any of the pictures i have on instagram show it's really oh yeah if you look in the on, on there was one, one here. I was looking. Here, I'm, I'm sending it yeah. to you right now. Where this it one, it's really tight up underneath the header panel. Uh, it, I've bent up just a little bit to kind of follow the contour of the hood because the hood curves across, you know? Yep. Um, so that, I have two kickdowns that go from those front corners down to my frame rail, uh, like kind of right below the radiator, and then the crossbar over the engine that has two drop downs that go straight to the top of my coil buckets, which if you look at some of my older pictures, I have reinforced coil buckets because I cut the bump stop tower off and moved it forward about an inch.
0: Okay. To correct my coil angle. See, and that's the cool shit that you wouldn't know unless you know you were you were telling me this now. I wouldn't. Yeah, or or if you're like sitting there staring at coil my buckets, like that was that was
4: another that was another two door Rob special stole that from him too gonna be honest Took a lot of ideas from him because he was really he's, he's really not like smart a guy about
0: to talk to uh,
4: you you'll him. have to see if you can swing him into talking because <laughs> yeah. he has his Jeep has always been like set up like ideal like everything about it's really thought out so but yeah these no, front coil that. buckets here let me send this one to you really quick uh, just on the topic of that whole engine cage and the reinforced coil perch thing
3: So, is the best way to approach him about that just be blunt because <laughs> probably he'll be
4: probably mean, be mad he'll probably be mad that i mentioned him on here because he, <laughs> really, he doesn't really like talking to people <laughs> oh, <So>.
3: that's not <laughs> that uh, a big failure the- right off the rip all the yeah, people worth like talking to friend.
0: don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, else yeah. I like talking, so I'll talk for days about anything. But yeah, not not saying that you're not a worthwhile guest. This is yeah, last yeah. All uh, of the,
4: like the really cool like the people that I pulled information from. So a lot of those people, I'll be honest, are a little more closed off to their uh,
3: I'll secrets. Be honest. Um, I was really shocked when we got like Sam and Nick LeBlanc.
4: Yeah, that was cool. I saw the, like when I saw the thumbnail for the Nicola Blanco one. I was like, man, that was a, that's a cool, that's a cool one to get. Cause he, I'm sh- I didn't listen to the full one, but like,
3: so I don't know how he got, but guy. he's got a
4: lot of cool stuff going on.
3: He's such a smart guy to talk with and he's interesting because you know, I'm not start trying to start any drama here, but he's got such different philosophies from like Chris, and at, he went, that yeah. was like
0: almost. Was that back to back or pretty close to all each much.
3: other? Yeah, yeah so was, uh,
0: close.
4: I, I think I like because between them, I think I'm like kind of in the middle. Because, I mean, Chris
0: seems to be. He's like all lightweight guy. Yep. You know, he's all about getting um, the most. At least I, my interpretation was he's about getting the most. Getting the most out of the least. Out of the kind least, of yeah.
4: So, not assholes, not exactly that. All broke yeah.
0: ground clearance. Um, and you know, because I'm like personally strength like, in you know, millimeters versus inches,
4: yeah. Because you, I'm, I'm like against the whole one ton wave, if I'm being honest, like yeah. the tons and 40s. That's why, like, I mean, partially because I was an idiot when I bought my axles, but like the three quarter tons, especially under like a Cherokee, anyway, you know. If you keep them pretty light and you only run like a 37, which don't get me wrong. I know a ton of people run up forties with like super duties. Uh, that's a lot of strain on the unibody and that's a lot oh, yeah. of weight.
0: If you look at an one ton Cherokee that actually gets used and doesn't have like more than just full stiffeners front to back. There's but- bracing wherever you can get it. And it's still crooked and. You know what though oh, mine's order. pretty straight it's fucked so, but it's straight i, I straightened it back why out
4: i got into the three-quarter <laughs> ton stuff and like and i know colin has the same axles that
0: i do oh no, but his is fucked we can't use his men's example he, no he beats the crap out of his which is well no he just not it's, how it's I rotted there. he didn't paint it he lives in new england it, it, yeah or you know he so, lives in the northern I, rust belt it's it's pretty it's, much um but i got into
4: the three-quarter tons i was like you know well the only thing that i have and everybody says that the 60 sucks I don't really have a peeve with the strength of the 60 more. So the ground clearance, Mm -hmm. because the lip that's on the bottom of that rear 60 is not as bad as a 14 bolt. Um, But it's, it's pretty good. And I'll drag that diff on a lot of stuff. Whereas like a nine inch would be way better. So So, like, that's the one thing that I wish I maybe would have redone in my Cherokee is doing like a nine inch rear instead.
3: I'm going to hop in here with an interesting little uh, diversion but I ran the 44 with an eight and a quarter and I tore my unibody up just as bad. Um, I have not noticed any worse problems out of my one tons than I had feeling my 44 and my eight and a quarter. However, the amount of upkeep for me with my driving style Has been much lower. There's been no blowing the locker, no eating the gear set. You know, I've worn out a set of axle shafts and I've broken a U joint and I've broken a couple of hubs, but it's not the blowing the axle shaft, taking out the wheel, uh, the spindle. And then while the spindle is gone, the wheel bearings have turned to powder. And now I'm searching for a spindle in the middle of nowhere. And you gotta with those forty fours, you gotta deal with that god awful Ford brake design.
0: Or
4: oh, I like the old sixties. I need to swap to a Chevy caliper. Still, I have yet to do that. I finally, what? for the for the first time, ejected that like
0: caliper key thing. Oh, and then now it's fucked because that, that and, and, wedges it open. You you're screwed. Just get rid of it. Yeah. So um, the only way to fix that is to run a bead, a couple. Uh, I guess one bead is. Well, here we a second. Take, I don't know if we're right. on this. Here, let me. Sh- I don't know mm-hmm. if we're on the same page. The front caliper, there. right? It pops out of that bracket. It's a
4: well, slide. So pin. there's like the little, there's like a little T like bracket thing that has yeah. a spring on it.
0: Well, that ejected pop that out. itself. Oh, the, the spring did. The whole caliper didn't fall out. Well, the caliper uh, was rubbing the inside of my wheel. Okay. So it fell out. Yeah. That, it fell so out. When but that I happens, think I just need a new. When that yeah. happens, the entire bracket, because the only way for that to open up is for that Piece to either where the whole either thing to lit out and you I got guess lucky. I haven't looked at it. I'm, yeah. It might have because that T thing
4: had been a little bit rusty, so it might have just chirped its way past the retaining bolt. Yeah. So it either did I that also or it, haven't it torn it apart. Out. Yeah. I haven't and torn it apart enough to uh, figure out anything other than the fact that it ejected
0: itself. Or it, you know, rusted the lip off and that'd do it too. We just fixed a, a 60, at, or I say we just fixed We fixed it up. A couple months ago, he was having the same problem. He should just go to the GM stuff, but he just had done new brakes on the thing before we got it. And so, you know, we weren't going to. Go we, we weren't going to say, a Yo, of fuck your new brakes. Go get new, new brakes. Uh, And yeah. you know, the difference in those in both sides, because the you could tell the one that had popped out because nothing fit. All those pieces didn't fit back in right. It wasn't snug like the other side. You, like Normally, you have to kind of tap those little t-brackets yeah you you do they have a little bit of a pressure to them yeah here. he he had one that had popped out so many times it was you know it was like a wet noodle in there it wasn't doing anything
4: yeah um, I, just, um, I think that this might have just squeezed its way out because i i got the the top of the caliper set back in and it seemed like it was the right separation between like the bottom of the caliper and the bracket
0: as long as it's tight of but I'd, I'd i haven't still, i'd run those i haven't done anything and
4: then, and then just i haven't done running. anything to it though because i've been too busy working on the buggy yeah yeah
2: and so i was
4: trying to get uh, that front i'm trying to get the front truss on that or the, the front which uh, it might piss a lot of people off the front 30 i sent a picture and i don't know who paid attention to it i'm trying to make that front 30 look as much like a 60 as i can just to make <laughs> people mad It's hilarious.
2: Oh, it's got like, that's a
0: messenger, right? Or the, not messages. It's on Instagram. Yeah. I sent a picture. It's, it it does does look like a little 60. It does. I
4: (laughs) built like a, uh, style Ram mount. It's, it's running a double ended PSC Ram on it.
3: So what are you into those axles for?
4: Yeah. With the front being well, looking as much like a 60 as I could get it. Uh, the 30, um, I had laying around from a part out. Um, And then the truss, the truss I got from Aries Fabrication, he's local uh, to me. He's probably like 35 minutes from here. So he does a bunch of Cherokee stuff.
3: He does some really, really nice work. I run his um, steering box retainer or like a brace plate, but I welded it in.
4: Yeah, he's got his core. I have his quarter panel armor. He's probably got the best quarter panel armor for Cherokee, I think, out there because he rolls it so it contours the body way better than any, no offense to like JCR or Dirtbound or whoever else. You know, no, I know the they all focus, have good yeah. products. No,
0: but if, if they're not rolled, it's not matching the body lines. Cherokees yeah. aren't squares. And every, everybody always is.
4: has a problem trying to put those flat sheets of metal on their quarter panels. Yeah. And Aries Fabs are rolled to the body, so they fit so much better. Amazing. And he goes up over the body line. So it goes up to like the window line instead I of the that that first yours. line.
0: I yeah. didn't I didn't even think of it. That's how clean it looked.
4: Yeah, that's another one of the things that are unique about the Aries Fab quarter panel armor, which is part of the reason, other than him being local. Um, I was like, that's it's a, a perfect base for me doing like that. Doing that that back corner of my Cherokee because then I don't have to piece together an extra piece because I wanted to have that cut up at the window line instead. Yeah. But I got my front truss from him though. Um it was a it's not his production 30 truss. I was talking to him. It was an old design that he had. Um you have to cut that whole cast upper control arm mount off of the 30 housing. So the whole top of the truss is flat. The front truss I notched into so I could clear the oil pan uh, on the front of the buggy and get as tight of a bump as
0: i could get um you so that was the, like, did you clearance the oil pan or just no i clearance the truss i cut the truss oh, whoa, 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 whoa. down gotcha, gotcha. in
4: the middle so instead of it being completely flat across the top oh, like yep, the I rear one on picture you got it um, yeah it kind of notches down to, to form around the that is oil a pan fit cuz the PSD oh, ram is literally
0: up. right there give me i'm going
4: to send you a video about the front end of this thing (laughs) it uh the front is a very tight fit uh here where is it here we go uh super tight fit with once this thing's at full bump there's like an eighth of an inch on some of this stuff um but the air shocks when you have them properly charged you're not supposed to use about the last inch worth of up travel so I should have a little bit of a leeway compared
3: to that video I just sent you. Wait, so you're not supposed to use them as bump stops?
4: Um, I mean, you're not supposed to go fast with air shocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People still do, but the last like inch worth kinda acts as a bump stop because that's the charge that's insane. in there. Are you worried um, about
0: that nicking your uh oh I guess it can't really nick the line, uh, it might nick the lines. I'm I'm a little worried about that. The balance. I'm a little worried about that uh, on the bolts. But
4: but I'm also not planning on having that thing all the way like straight bump like that very often. So is this like bump stops and whatnot? That's just like shocks are completely compressed as far as they'll go. Okay. Yeah. So you you know, know, without a charge in them. So that's like this is like worst case scenario. It's that tight. Um. But yeah, so I got the truss from him, which was like, I don't know, 120 bucks or something like that. Fairly cheap, because I wanted to keep this whole thing cheap. I got a pair of the uh, Iron Man uh, sea gussets for it, too, if you look in the one picture. It's got sea gussets, which is kind of a must on a 30 uh, with how tall those knuckles are.
1: Aren't the Iron Man's super, super beefy as well? Like, I know most they're, of the sea gussets are, but aren't those, like, excessively beefy? They're beefy.
4: Big. They go around the outside of the knuckle. A lot of them are just like little strips that you weld on like the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, these ones go on the outside of the knuckle. They're like quarter inch thick. They're they're pretty hefty. Um so like did those. I ended up actually doing a like a half outside sleeve. I had some like two I don't remember what the diameter tubing of the thirties are. It's like two and a half inch or something like that, really small. So I have like a piece of tube cut in half to outside sleeve over um, right next to the knuckles where my length mounts go to um, just because the link brackets were too big. Uh, instead of doing like the internal sleeves, like everybody does. Mm-hmm. And then that whole truck or the whole front skid, that was a piece of two by eight, three sixteen wall rectangle tubing that I had laying around from when I did the trans cross member on my cherokee because that's what i made it out of 2x8? Um eight what for the cross member yeah my my cherokee trans cross member is two by eight three sixteens interesting okay very big
3: mine's two by five but well that i've got
4: that's tied into my anti-wrap cross member so i have like a whole belly under that but this was leftover i had from that um happened to be like the perfect depth for this ram uh, it's just a six-inch throw, PSC, and the few I've only seen like two people do full hydro on a Dana 30 for obvious
0: reasons. We we know another one. <laughs> um, it's a little rig, but it's uh there's a a group in our club that they've they've got a bunch of jeeps, but they've got one little jeep called Pepto. It's got a pink cage on it, and it's got a 30 with full hydro.
4: Well,
0: there's a guy out on the east coast
4: which I'll give him props to. His name's Ricky Barrett. Yep, yep. Lemon drop.
0: Lemon drop. Yep. That rig, I looked at that rig a lot while I was figuring out this rig. It's come up a lot and we ought to talk to Ricky Barrett. I think he'd be down to I think, at some
4: point. I don't know him at all. I've only looked on his Instagram and some of his Facebook posts to get an idea of. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever He'd probably to be a really cool one, I feel like, just I, based I, off of some of the stuff that I've seen I, him produce. I've, I've tried. You've tried? But...
0: He uh, Yeah, he's got full hydro, so I was like, well, I can do that. Um, well, we might be able to get the next best thing. I know a guy who works at Barrett Fabrication, and he's got a pretty cool Jeep, and I've been meaning to ask him, so I'll ask him. I think that'd be a good one. But that Ram, dude, that was a whole thing, too. So that, that double-ended Ram,
4: I was planning on ordering that straight from PSC, because it was like 265 bucks, I think. Uh, and I was like, you know, dragging my feet to order it. There's one night I was like sitting in bed on my phone, just like going over the stuff that I had to order. You know, as as we do. And uh, I go on there, price went up like a hundred dollars. I was like, man, I that uh, it was like almost four hundred dollars for like the smallest double-ended ram they offer. So I grabbed the part number, put it in Google, find the thing on Summit Racing for like two hundred and twenty dollars ordered it's it, like, it immediately along with two clamps because the clamps are like $30 a piece and oh, they man. jack the price up on those to 60 a piece on their website. Yeah, no, they're worth a ton like, right now. <laughs> yeah, so I found those on there too for $30, so I put in this order and uh, I get an email from Summit and they're like, well, the, the one item the RAM has to be shipped straight from the manufacturer and it may incur additional fees. Mm. And I was like... But it finally showed up, no extra fees. That's ridiculous. Like, wipe, wipe, the sweat off my what? forehead.
1: Like, <laughs> why would Oh they... man,
4: I it don't know. It
3: doesn't make any sense. It might have been like incur shipping fees. That's Maybe what I was shipping.
2: thinking.
0: Yeah, but why would but... they? Why would you put on your website a higher price than what Summit has? Is Summit getting a premium or like? They doing Summit ballroom? was the cheapest
4: one I could find too, because they had it on like Poly Performance for like 50 bucks cheaper than um, PSC had had it on their website, which was still like way more expensive than I found it for. Huh. That's good to know and in the future when buying. But great. Summit, yeah. Summit has. I mean, Summit's always been great for finding stuff. That's where I got the Hydro Ram on my Cherokee, too. Hmm. Um, so
3: really interesting little diversion off of that. I actually am a really big fan of single-ended Hydro. Why is I had that? really good luck with that on my setup. And for the uh, cost of setting it up, you can do that a lot more reasonably than you can do a double-ended. And I feel like for a lightweight buggy or for a Cherokee-based platform, you're not going to notice the performance gains that you would get out of like a Timmy Clark where he's building a rock bouncer in a crawler suit
4: definitely um i'm doing a single ended on the rear 30 yep um with a tie rod just to kind of cut down costs um the one thing that i came across with that because i mean everybody runs a single ended for like a hydro assist you know that's standard basically yep um but for the full hydro the one thing that a lot of people came up with and this was um another tech thing that i can bring up actually the rear uh hydro is going to be on its own circuit so to speak i have a volvo electric power steering pump to use for it which is a little known thing amongst uh like the technical side of stuff um it's basically like a standalone power steering pump with a reservoir you know electric powered so you don't have to have a belt or anything
0: came off of like some 90s Volvos. And you're just mounting are you mounting that in the rear with the thing? or
4: Yeah, so like that's going to get mounted behind like the passenger seat. You run those lines to your rear steer valve, which is just like left and right, and then run yep. the two output lines from that to the ram. Um, and then the front uh, is a modified stock Cherokee pump. Um, I'm tapping it to run a external reservoir um instead of having that integrated one so i can have a little bit extra fluid and then i'm tapping the outlet or i have to get an adapter for that pressure outlet to go to the orbital instead so it'll still be a cherokee pump but it won't have that integrated reservoir but having that option for the electric power steering in the rear is really cool because if anybody knows with full hydro you basically can't steer if your end you have an engine issue and you can't run because the pump's not running Yep. So being able to steer the rear separately just under battery power is nice. a really, really cool feature to have. Um, in case anything were to go wrong, I could still steer the rig and get it out. Because I've had to recover um, one of my friend's rigs, um, and he had full hydro, and it was a pain. Like you, yeah. and, and luckily, we weren't on a complicated trail. We we're basically to the out, like to the main road. So it wasn't really that bad, but even just dragging it back to camp was a pain in the butt because you just can't steer, especially once you have 40-inch tires that are aired down to, like, 5 PSI. Oh, yeah, it's not good. It doesn't want to move it. It's, like, impossible.
0: Yeah, You can do it. It just sucks.
4: Yeah, but the uh, the double-ended Ram is supposed to steer. I mean, obviously, it'll steer equally because um, the single-ended ones, which he had brought up that he likes, having it in a front-end application where you're turning left and right all the time, the double-ended supposed to be a little bit nicer because there's no difference in volume
0: on each side of the ram. Yeah, I've heard it. The single-endeds turn slower one direction versus they the other. They do because get the on single-ended stuff while Luke's not here. Yeah, <laughs> hurry up before he gets before he gets <laughs> yeah, the before he gets heads heads yeah. back
4: on. Well, because the the back side of that ram has so much more volume because the rod's not in it, so it has to fill that extra space, so it takes longer. Yep. As opposed to the double-ended, where it's equal. Exactly. so that's why i was like "Well, oh, i can get i can get the ram for pretty cheap uh for the front uh, i'll just use that because i'll be turning left and right a lot and having that equal pressure or the equal volume should keep a little bit of strain off of that stock cherokee pump having to push more for the one side so
3: i drilled the fitting out on mine oh uh, did you do and... the washer
4: trick too like the uh or whatever
3: no i pulled the spring though to get more attention against okay. it, okay, um, and that helped. Um, but the thing that I noticed was no. Does that spring, yeah. sorry? Does the spring thing actually work? Because that doesn't actually
0: oh, change uh, anything. the spring. The only change thing the that spring I... rate. <laughs> like, no, you're not doing anything. I don't know if anybody has any. Uh, yeah uh, knowledge so, on that. Hit us up.
4: I don't know I if that know spring that. thing actually works. I know drilling out that upper part of the fitting obviously makes sense because you're increasing the amount of volume that can yeah. flow through it. But I don't know about the spring thing.
0: The spring I know you can thing. shim. You can shim the uh, that valve and have it do more. You,
4: that's a Usually people do that when they drill it out. You're supposed to drop like a number eight washer down in there or something like that to kind of shim it up some.
0: Yeah, you're supposed so to do a lot of things. Thing, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it has got fair. a different... I, Recipe do for it, yeah. full hydro it's or you know hydro assist with yeah. this factory pump it's pretty funny
3: so i was talking about on full hydro uh, from the old buggy yeah the sorry only I, time I totally that i audio. could notice the difference in the ram speed with the single ended was below 1500 engine rpms with the i could motor. i could see that yeah um uh, Once you start getting up in the engine RPMs, you start relieving so much pressure off of the actual hydraulic assembly, if you will, that you don't notice the difference in speed side to side because it is still quicker than I could drive it. Um, That's fair. At slower speeds, crawling, yeah, you know, if it was turning 1,500 RPMs, I might notice it. Or below
2: fifteen.
3: Okay. Sorry. Yeah, no um, problem.
4: I mean, well, that was—I don't plan on doing a lot of higher speed stuff with this buggy too. So that was part of why I went for that double ended in the front. Because I mean, if you're if you're running a buggy like that with a rear steer, you're going to be getting yourself into some like pretty technical stuff where you're going to be slow. Um, so those RPMs aren't really going to be up that high. Personally, at least, I mean somebody with more experience might have a different opinion on that But from the way that I saw it anyway I'd, and I like yeah. man,
3: um, as we were talking about the um, The suspension angles and all of that I set my rig up for My driving style and my driving style is a lot of throttle. So
4: yeah, that's another thing too. I'm not huge and I mean Yeah, I like banging limiter, but it's usually when I'm in neutral and not on an obstacle <laughs> Uh, just, for, just for fun you,
0: you just need more transfer case as soon as you get four to one <laughs> that, or more, yeah and you'll just be yeah, on I, limiter all the time i never limiter with the 231 and then as soon as i got this doubler set up now i'm just on limiter and my wheels are still not moving like yeah <laughs> like, i uh, do gear that i i can see that too. i haven't gotten to that point because i've been too busy with the buggy
4: to work on the Cherokee, but. Yeah. I, I usually wheel pretty... S- I mean, I like the slow technical stuff, you know? And if, like, I can't get that line, like, I just want to work it until I can instead of just, like, you know, backing up and bumping into it really hard, so... We all get, it comes down we to a do wheeling that a few times. style, too.
0: Our, our, we're sort of a bad influence. The whole club is is sort of going this way, where it's you try it a few times technical, and if it doesn't work out, you just you see if the skinny pedal oh, makes hey, it work. hey i mean like, i I'm i get like that, that too yeah.
4: you get like you get like three or you get like three good tries in you know and, and then you're just like you know let's this clearly happens. isn't working let's let's see what it's
0: happens. stable enough or you know it, it yeah you know how it's gonna you, go you gotta you get a good feel for it some yeah. of them,
4: like you you're on an obstacle and you're like i have to bump that because like you just need some momentum to get going over something but most of the time i try and keep it pretty uh pretty slow if i can so but i mean for something like you like to do where you like to hit stuff a little harder
3: yeah i've said this before and it's probably gonna sound fucking boring to all the listeners but the first try is a i'll try and crawl it second try i'll try and hit it a little harder and third try because we used to have a three try rule That was put it in first gear, and with the manual, I have that funny ability to just slide my foot off while the other foot's buried in the gas pedal, (laughs) and away we go. (laughs) It's either going, or I'm braking. Or I fail again, and I'm out of tries. You got that wrong. It's second or third.
2: I don't have a doubler, so I'm turning more
3: wheel speed than you are in second, in first. Second or third are my go-tos. Third, if that's really giving me shit. It just seems ridiculous (laughs) from
0: a dead stop.
3: (laughs) But, you know, I'm not trying to be rude. We're coming up on our uh, time limit. So does anyone have any questions for Nick?
1: I do. All right. it's a voice I haven't heard like the whole time. I know. Dude, honestly, we were talking about before honestly i've just been chilling like i've just been listening it, taking it all in enjoying it i have really a had lot much of crap excited. to digest <laughs> the other boys you know they've been they've been they've been asking the right questions they've been saying the right shit so i've just been chilling today but the one the two things they haven't fucking asked is a give me your worst and favorite dot tire and b give me a weird uh animal fact yeah, but you weren't um, expecting that Raccoon
0: specifically. Raccoon specifically but Raccoons. Hey, I mean, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. You know, it's...
0: Uh, hey. It's Uh-oh. our edition. It's tires first. Stick with tires first. So, tires, tires, what? tires first. <laughs> what is it? Least and most favorite? DOT? The tire you yeah. like the most, the tire you
4: hate the most. So, I haven't really gotten to experiment with a whole lot of tires, but from what I know through other people, um, the DOT, the new Baja... Uh, what are they? Like the nasty Mickey's, the bosses or whatever. There, uh, or the Pro X's. Sorry, the yep. Pro X's, the Pro X's because that's the DOT version. Yep, those seem pretty slick. I really want to try a set of those. Um, I've I've felt a couple of them up close and personal. Um, those are really soft tires for a DOT. Um, and I have a buddy who runs DOT SX Swampers. Those are also really soft, but I've I'm a Mickey Thompson fan. I run MTZs on my Jeep, uh, which hook up really well in the Midwest. So if I wasn't going for like a nasty tire, the MTZ has done me really, really well for a DOT. All right.
1: Um,
4: And that was a lot. A lot of the guys in my crew were running that tire for a a while, just because it hooks up out here where we wheel anyway. Uh, Least favorite though. I feel like everybody's probably going to sit. I feel like, Patagonia is like the go-to for that, probably.
1: Perfect. That's yep. exactly what we wanted to hear.
4: <laughs> um, and I and my one of my buddies that I live with, Luke Kennedy, he's that Kentucky XJ on Instagram. Yep. He runs 40s in the DOT. I've seen them work well a couple of times, but for the most time, I think I only ever see him have problems. <laughs> so, so my they journey... they pack they pack like really bad, and then you're just on slicks. Yep. So at, least, at least another... in the Midwest. I'm sure out, out West or whatever they're fine, but in the Midwest, not a good DOT tire.
3: Here's another one for you. The spacing on the lugs is so close on those center lugs that you can't break them in. You can break the outer lugs in, but I could not get the inner lugs to break in. And there was several times where I would just sit there banging Revlimiter in rocks on a slightly wet day, but not in the mud, so the tires weren't full of crap, and I just could not get them to work. And then Cody doot doot doot, doot right past me like I'm an asshole on thirty-fives. <laughs>
1: it happens it happens the,
3: yeah I think
4: I think they're just i think that's there's too close of a tread which that's a little bit of a downfall though because I mean that's kind of like a dot issue in general I think the Mickey Thompsons that I have like the the Baja bosses which are kind of like the uh they, they're like the the newer version of the mtZ that they recently came out with mm-hmm. those seem to do really well especially compared to the mtZs that I have like the p3s really want to try a set of those in a sticky they have, yeah, they have stickies in those. I'm really curious about that too. Um, but the MTZs, they'll pack. I mean, at least the the mud that we have here is like really clay, more like more of a clay base, so it's like really chunky and and it packs in there. And and once you get into some mud, they're not that great because they they don't clear out very well. Um, but they seem to hook up like pretty much everywhere else for me so I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of those i really want to try those pro x's though those seem pretty nasty for a dot tire sweet yeah we had so it. i'll say i'll say least favorite of the pats and then the most favorite in my personal experience are the mts dp3s i think is what small I'm
3: animal look. fact
4: Small? Do we? Are we doing a raccoon? Or if just... you
0: have a specific raccoon fact that is, uh, the I, oh, I running name, we've had a lot of people who haven't been able to give us raccoon facts, so then we will What if up. I? Have, it doesn't have to there... be like an actual fact. Like you don't need to look up on Google raccoon facts, but like if you know something stupid about raccoons, or like you've had a run-in with a raccoon in some manner, like maybe you raced them.
1: That's you know <laughs> like.
4: No, I usually just see them dead on the side of the road next to my house because right. they like to cross the street at my
1: house. I mean, that's there you go. I mean, shit, that does work. They're, that's a fact. <laughs> They're fucking stupid. They they
4: do not do well on state routes because my yeah. driveway is right off of a state route. Busy roads and raccoons do not mix
3: very well. Boom.
1: That's Damn. what we've had in a while. Yeah. Um, other than so, that, okay. Feel free. Uh, I was going to say, other than that, uh, what are your socials? Where can people find you? What oh, are does you, he uh... have any
0: questions for us? Are you just going like, to, oh, I don't know. Right. Gonna I mean, hit he... that
3: after he covered the socials. Oh,
0: what the, the Give the socials on the end. Who gives a fuck about those? He's the little red X I'm, I'm the. No, there's no red <laughs>
3: There's no red, no oh, red in Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, do you have any questions for us? I don't know. I.
4: I usually end up basing my questions off of how people build their rigs once I see them in person. Fair enough. Perfect. Well, well that's how you we know, you one another. That's, that's, that's what I'm... I, yeah, that's one of the things, I guess. Just well, maybe eventually Curtis, get around to meeting up with Curtis, you guys.
0: Drag Curtis down with you sometime. Or... Uh, I'll have to. Have Curtis drag you down. One or the other. Because that's
4: usually how I end up having
0: questions for people. Is just like seeing their shit yeah it makes sense yeah and I mean and like, I've been I like literally just, stuff. I've been looking at your Instagram page the entire time we've been talking because I've just well you
4: guys you guys like things apart. I mean I haven't
0: expanded too far off of your off of the blue collar page but like, you guys
4: need to post more on there about your guys rig because you have like the story stuff on there oh yeah it's, it's like dope. Luke's it's rig not it's not like, even mine it's Mine's like not even one there. picture yeah <laughs> like one picture for everybody's rig and I'm like yeah. the first time I came across your guys page I'm like and there's like no tags for they're just with like
0: your guys's names, so and i'm like that doesn't help me at all yeah, like i want to like yeah. go to your page and like see your stuff well there we go that's a good uh that, there uh, how really about that? Good question but i mean it's it's feedback a, it's helpful yeah because you know You've heard that like before.
4: on here it just says luke graham cody ritchie and then and then that's it you know yeah. like you guys like don't even tag you guys own stuff it's just like posts from the blue collar page on the story.
0: Yeah, well, we don't really do the social media that well, apparently. I'm I just guess. Kind of
1: to be I didn't fair, want a mean
0: question there.
1: <laughs> the, past, the past, like, eight months has been, like, tough for our wheelie because we've been only going on, like, big. There can and o- shit like I can that.
0: only take so many pictures of my Jeep gutted with nothing in it.
1: Oh, <laughs> I know. I understand that.
4: I've, I've kind of gotten burned out on just social media, too, though, to be honest. Like,. I haven't felt the urge to post as much as I did in the past.
3: Dude, I totally can... I do a lot of the social media stuff on the page, um, and I totally understand that because it's just... I do that page, and then I have, like, Chicken Wing XJ. But if i drive my xj down to the convenience store and back i'm not going to post a picture of driving my xj down to the store and Why back not? or over to a buddy's house that's what and everybody back. else does people have done yeah. less cool things
4: there's a we lot do. of pages that are like way less cool stuff and they have like a ton of followers for no reason
1: i know well something like... to uh something to look forward to is you know Sooner or later here, if you're really interested in learning more about us and, you know, learning what oh, Greg is, you can check the... out the website that soon will be posted to our Instagram.
4: Oh, you putting up a website? That'll yeah, be cool. Oh, awesome. I'll, I'll look into that. I'll look into that. Yeah, I have one to mention it so cool. that
1: way Graham gets his little butt in gear. You well, know? it's technically live. I'm just not going to
3: tell anybody the address. There you go. Boom. Find it. <laughs> well, keep cracking on that because I'll check that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely come a long way. It's looking pretty good. I'm very excited for it and what's gonna come along with it. But he's not wrong. We should probably update the Instagram page with shit. So, uh,
0: oh yeah, it's Dude, I mean, I think that's that's one of like the common things that people go to is Instagram
3: now. So yep. yeah, and our well, Facebook page um,
0: is lacking. That's my
4: fault. Oh number. yeah,
3: <laughs> my, um, uh, yeah. It also doesn't help for the Instagram that I've gotten three Instagram accounts zocked recently. No, oh really? Is, but you shouldn't you're you, fortunately you're not the only one in control of that page. So uh. I
4: if if that makes you feel any better, I'm signed into five different accounts right now.
3: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <Christ. laughs> it's, it's kind of annoying when you're trying to keep track of which page is yeah. and which one's not. And yeah. by the way, you can get sucked for DMs now? Really? Oh no, that's that's Yeah, you can.
4: I've gotten have you TikTok too? I got flagged on TikTok because I was messaging Kyle Raiden.
1: Oh, um
4: geez. and they don't they don't like you swearing in texts on there.
1: What? What?
3: Yeah, I got I got flagged oh, on a
4: couple of those. Geez.
3: Yeah. Um I got flagged for sharing pictures with uh one of the older guests on here, but Taxon. Um I was from three Disney
0: pictures back and forth. Yeah, yeah.
3: Nah. Some 3D (laughs) print stuff and some uh, gun stuff. I I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Anyways, Cody,
0: wrap us up here.
1: Well, thank you very much for listening. Please go check out the Instagram. Sooner or later, we will be posting more photos of our rigs and what we're doing to them. You know, maybe some selfies. Maybe
0: maybe Maybe just clean it up. Like, put some actual. Uh, pictures of our shit on. Yeah, we'll do that.
1: Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. definitely get to that. Don't worry. Especially with spring <laughs> coming around and some shit will definitely be happening. But, again, thank you guys very much for listening. Please, you know, make sure to go over like us on Facebook. Follow us there. Follow us on Instagram. Do all that. Please go check out Nick, you know, in the little Jeep that could. You're welcome, Grandma. It's a little extra that could. Fuck, it's whatever. <laughs> <Same thing.
4: laughs> close it's
1: close. Um, and, you know, Keep your keep your heavy axles on the ground and your cage up and
0: <laughs> Raccoons Have a good night. out to the state roads.